This is a 1984 Flyer Die Podcast. What's good? Welcome back to the 1984 Fly Dot Podcast, episode three. Damn, I made it three episodes out here. I'm happy as hell. Tonight's episode features a very good friend, hustler, all the way through, my main man, Troy. That's right, Troy, aka the Mad Lad, joins us on the show tonight. Before we get into that, I want to discuss a few things. First thing, of course, the Big Mill situation. It's unfortunate. I hate seeing people at the top of their game cut themselves short. And the only thing I can say about that is just, you have to learn how to move out here. You gotta learn how to maneuver, especially if you're still under the uh, under the thumb of the law. You know, two to four years is very excessive. It is, but at the same time, yo, it is what it is. I hope the other guys out there take heed from this lesson. Chill the fuck out, okay? Just chill out. Live your life, but please be smart and be responsible for your own sake, you know? Next up, I want to get into the logo for my podcast, right? And the logo um, is based on the Day of the Dead Skulls, the Sugar Skulls. Now, I don't know how I started to develop, you know, a love for that holiday. And for those who don't know, the Day of the Dead is a Mexican holiday where they honor and celebrate um, loved ones that have passed on. Uh, you may have seen it um, in such films as The Book of Life and Upcoming Coco. Coco comes out on November 22nd. I'm going to be there, you know, I'm going to be that old dude in a Disney movie watching it like, yo, I'm here, you know what I mean? But nah, um, back to the design. It was designed by my younger cousin, uh, Nazir Horner, who goes as uh, at Nazir, N-A-Z-E-E-R underscore artwork, A-R-T-W-O-R-K-98 on Instagram. He designed my piece. And, you know, because I wanted to have something that represented my personality and just captured what the show was about. The show was about celebrating life, experiences, adventures. It's just life all over. And there was a political cartoonist and engraver named Jose Guadalupe Posada who during the late 1800s created the Calaveras 
the Calaveras are like the skeletal people of that character. Um, but he did that as like political satire to poke fun at the upper class, um, upper class in Mexico. Solely because uh, earlier designs you have like a you know a skeletal woman wearing a big fancy hat, you know, and that represented like the native Mexican women who were pretty much like ignoring their heritage just to, you know, embrace the European trends or the European way of life. You know, so you have Mexican woman or a skeleton of a Mexican woman wearing a, a big giant French hat. So, um, as he got older, Posada got older, he was largely forgotten. And it wasn't until um, a French artist spotted his work in the home of Diego Rivera, a renowned, um, pardon me, a renowned artist who's also married to Frida Kahlo, the great Frida Kahlo, yes, that I guess by him seeing seeing that artwork, it brought it back into the mainstream, you know? But yeah, the, the, the Calaveras created by Posada are largely associated with um, Day of the Dead. Now, the skeleton started to gain, the design, the idea of the skeletal people started to gain a, a different connotation through time. Because they started to represent a class struggle, you know? You know, rich versus poor. But as we all know, death is the almighty equalizer. So no matter how rich you are, how famous you are, how broke you are, how impoverished you are, when you die, everything and everybody is the same. You know, I know it's a, bit, a little bit morbid, but you get the point, you know? So yeah, uh, my cousin Nas, I gave him the idea and he just flipped it. As you can see on the logo, it's fire. He's only 19 years old, so the sky's the limit for that guy, and, you know, he's going to be dope. He's going to be dope. So, yeah, I want to say sometimes in life we have these moments where we just have to ask this question. What more do you want from me? But you got to keep pushing. Gotta keep making way, no matter what, no matter how dark the days get, gotta shine on. Can you feel me? Can you feel me? I say, can you feel me? I know y'all can feel me. But yeah, so um, last but not least, it's time for the show. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It wasn't loud enough. It was not loud enough. Yes! 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 (laughs) All right, now. It's time to enjoy the show. My main man, Troy. 1984 Fly Dot Podcast. You dig? Got the NERD right here. We good. Oh, yeah. That's what I need. Boom. So we right now in the spot interviewing 
the mad lad trife. Yo, yo. My man Troy. What's going on, man? Shit, man. Chilling, sipping this gin in this restaurant. Yes. So, you know, this uh, this podcast is gin infused. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, listen, if you're a pussy, turn it off. Yes, indeed. Because <laughs> you know, if y'all know, if you know me, you know. I'm going to talk my shit. And if you sensitive, get out of here. Let's go. All right. So, we're, we can start off from the early days. Let's go. My man Troy coming from Delaware. Yep. Born in Ohio, lived in Arizona for about a year or two. Left there, and then went to Delaware. I've been all around. I've been around. Word up. Word up. So when I first met you, I met you through um, a rapper from Philly named Asad. Yeah, yep. Asad also um, knew you through our mutual friend, good homie, the homie MP, Low. My brother. My brother. Word up. And you were always, my perception of you from the early on, it was that you knew what was going on. You understood the wave of things. And things went. I always thought of you as like as a visionary because no matter who you were with, rap-wise or creative-wise, they looked to you for direction. So I'm going to tell you a quick story. So, so I met Troy... I want to say around 2009, 2010, via um, Noise Trip Studios. And that studio <laughs> was housed um, inside, used to be Larry Gold's studio. And that same studio space is where the Roots recorded over in the A room. And the B room was Noise Troop, yeah. Noise Trip, which was run by um, the big homie um, Mel. Chaos Mel and um, this cat named Ant Tid. Cool dudes. And they let uh, Side use the uh, the space to record music back then. Yep. So when we were there, a lot of cats would come through. Some cats was just loafing in the studio, mm-hmm. taking up space, not doing much, trying to use the side for stuff. I'm in there trying to handle business. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Shout out to Ray. Shout out to Track Nick. Yeah, shout out Ray, man. Yep. Shout out Ray. Shout out Track. Shout out Track. The guys right there. Good people. Yeah, man. And the other DJ, I swear, I wish we could figure out, remember his name. Who was Shout there. out him too. Yeah, he was a hard worker. He looked like Shaggy, man. <laughs> this nigga definitely looked like Shaggy. Looked like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> nigga looked like he smelled like him. Yo, <laughs> yo, he definitely had had like the uh, the two thousand this like, yeah, he like hip, a, hippie vibe. Yeah, he had some iPads on or some shit. Yeah, but he always used a skateboard to get into the studio. Mm-hmm. Even in the snow, he was skateboarding his ass no. down there. You know, he he was, wanted to work. Yeah, he definitely did. He put in he put in great That's work. That's what you niggas need to be on. Yes. <laughs> You work hard, play hard, and get on your grind, man. Mm-hmm. So, f- here's a question I have for you starting off. How did you, what made you get the vision? In terms of, how did you find yourself becoming a, a creative? Well, shit, man. I li- like, being all around the country, man, you, you encounter people, and you just, you soak in different shit from different walks of life. Like, I grew up, in Ohio, when I was a kid, it was projects, it was the hood. I moved to Arizona. My mom got married, moved to Arizona. I'm around fucking skateboarders and all that shit. So I'm witnessing that. So I just molded the two. I'm like, oh shit, like it ain't too different. It really ain't too different. It's all, you know what I mean? They was into the same shit we was into. Like, so it was like, all right, you, you get that. So you see that side of the culture. And at the time, this is like, had to be like 98, 99. Early in 2000, that shit was what's cool now. So 
I was on that when I was in third and fourth grade. And then it just happened to be the shit that happened to be cool these days. So it was like I was already well-versed in that, and that became the culture. You know what I mean? But people don't realize back then, you had dudes like fucking Harold Hunter and shit that was living that life skateboard and doing all that, being a part of all that shit. They was already that fused thing. That was that. These new niggas, they don't get that. They like, you know what I mean? They ain't even really into the culture. They they just found out about this shit. Like, I'm rambling, but they just found out about this shit. And, you know what I mean? It's, I don't know. Like, it, the way I got into culture, it was just me. It was, it. I didn't seek it out. It happened. It was something that just happened in my life. That's why it's so natural. Uh, you know what I mean? I wake up, I'm me. I don't, I don't know how to be anybody else, so... When you see me, when people see me, they know it's, it's Troy. That's what. That's why I think people respect about me. I'm not trying. I'm not. I didn't seek anything out. I don't even call it a vision. It's just waking up and breathing. It's like breathing. That's what it's like. It's like breathing. So it's like much. taking a shit. You have to. <laughs> you just do it. It's natural. It's like it's pretty natural. much. It's natural. It's gonna happen. You're present in the moment. Yeah. Forever yeah, yeah, present. Yeah, yeah. That's how it always has been. And 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 like I said, the shit that I was into as a kid naturally that I got moved around, it just became. The shit that was cool now, it's right. just you know what I mean. It just it just went full circle. See, and that's the reason why, like, whenever I spoke to our, our mutual friend MP about you, I'm like, I liked I likened you to, like, Goldie, mm-hmm. and Tricky because you were just always ahead of the rest. Because mm-hmm. even now, like, there are people who are creatives who are in within the circle of Philly, mm-hmm. on the scene, or who are like associated with it who drew inspiration from you and ran with it. Yeah. You know, again, my name and no names because I'm not getting paid by them cats. But exactly. when it came down, say if I see, like, you, you do an Instagram post, I will see those cats, like, liking it, mm-hmm. liking it, liking it, because you had your finger on the pulse of what was happening, but you were, like, the most known unknown. Yeah, because I never gave a fuck. It never was like it. I didn't, I didn't look at it like even, like, it was just like, this is just, it's just me. Like, I made these relationships with people that just so happened to get on and do all this. And it was just genuine relationships. I never looked at them for nothing. I didn't want nothing from them. Still don't. I don't give a fuck. People always mess with me. Yo, why don't you take advantage of that relationship? I don't care. Because I'm going to be me regardless. I Like, that's why it's going to, to me, I look at it like, all right, my, my time in the sun going to come because it's just, it's going to work out natural. It's just going to be something to come out. But like, yeah, like, I tell people like, I mean, I'm your favorite influencer. I'm your favorite influencer's influence. And that's just what it is. Me and my little 700 followers. But it's the people that matter. It's the people you look up to. And they and that's what, you know what I mean? That's what it is. I don't know. Right. I don't give a fuck. I don't. These niggas is out here chasing clout. I don't care. And it shows. I look at these people and it shows. I see the insecurities. I see all of it. And it's, it's funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the toys. I don't. I don't know. I, just, I, I, I laugh. So I don't want to be a part of that. Also, I can't. I'm autistically honest. I can't fuck with that. If I if I feel any type of way about you, I might mess with you and clown on you, and you don't even peep it. But I'm not gonna be. I'm, I can't surround myself with you. And you, I, I think I make it known. All of them. These dudes is clowns. Facts. All of them. See, now, one of the things you mentioned about your relationships and people that you've met and the directions that they've went, you posted a picture recently on um, maybe Instagram or Twitter of Little Uzi Vert. Yeah, shout out that man. Little Uzi Vert. That's a visionary right there. He's different. 
Yes, indeed. People hate on them. Like, and I, I hate having. They hate on them. You know why they hate on them? Mm-hmm. Because a person like that, he knows himself, and he he's himself. Yep. And people can't understand that. A dumb motherfucker can't understand or even process someone being themselves and not caring. Like, you know, they always say, like, carefree black boy joy. Yeah. That's that in its truest form. That man doesn't care about that. That's a friend. He's my friend. That's my man's. Mm-hmm. But I don't, like, I, I'm not going to go out of my way to try to, like, show that or be that. That's just my peoples. He cool. That's right. my man's. But, yeah, like, that's an ill nigga, and these people should take notes. They are, though. They still on his shit. <laughs> yep. I agree. Because I remember, because um, you did, you styled... Um, a look for was it Richardson magazine? Yeah, Richardson. Shout out to them. That Cut magazine. the check. <laughs> that magazine. Y'all niggas owe me some money. It's a lit magazine. Hell yeah, that shit is legendary. That's a legendary. Yes, lit man, magazine. that is legendary. And they they are the culture. That those are the ones that are actually the culture. Richardson mm. is finally getting his time in the sun. They are the culture. That is the illest brand out. Stamp. That's the illest shit out. Yep, I had the uh, I had that Black China issue. Yeah, man, I'm a Scorpio, so that shit fit in right well with me. Same here. Scorpio as well. Yeah. Yep. I'm obsessed with all of that. Yes, man, because ain't nothing <laughs> like it look like that that vibe. It yes. hits you right. That's, bro, you got to go to the store, man. It's an ill store, man. It's in New York? Yep. Right. I, yeah, yeah, right on Broom Street. I got to make that move, man. It's an ill ass store. I'll probably do it this week. Uh, next week and come up for my birthday, man. Yeah, I'm there. Yo, I'm down for that. So when we talk about people going for clout, Trying to be what, what they're not. It's it's amazing to me that these same people who are dying for clout, like literally dying for clout out here, will do their best to shut down other people who are living their truth, who are being original. You know why? Break it down. They, they, the people that chase the clout are always going to hide the people that are naturally themselves because guess what? When when you when you're trying, it shows. When you're insecure, it shows. People that just are them, they can't. They, they don't want them to get found out about because people are gonna want to be around the real thing. Mm-hmm. When you steal from people, and you know you take on everything from a person, and you can't show the real thing because then people are like, oh shit, this is the real thing. This is this is the actual real thing. What the fuck do we need that for? That's like. You know what I mean? You got look. It's like it's like yo. With shit like that, why the fuck would like? It's like you got, you got, you get like. All right, would you would you rather have a Mercedes or would you rather have a Honda? Hmm. That might be a bad analogy, but look. All right, so <laughs> would you rather would you rather have a trailer mm-hmm. or would you rather have a loft downtown? I'd rather have a loft downtown. See the reason why also I, a bad analogy. I'm not good with analogies. Reason why I, the whole Mercedes. But you get what I'm saying, right? Reason why I said the whole Mercedes. Oh, here you go. Hundred percent like, cotton, uh-huh. or you want like that polyester bullshit? I want I want cotton. It's soft, man. It's, it's, it's good. It's, it's like a natural blend. It's, it's what it is. See, now earlier, oh, hold on. No, no, I got a better one. All right, more I analogies. Got, I got Hilarious. a good one for you. I got a good yeah. one for you. Mm-hmm. Do you want 100% all-natural juice, fruit juice, squeezed from the fucking actual fruit itself, fresh-squeezed orange juice, 
Or do you want some fructose corn syrup, sunny delight shit? You want the natural juice because it's good for you, man. It's good for you. It's good for you. It's organic. It tastes better. Facts. It's got more taste. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Something you can actually savor. Because earlier you mentioned the Mercedes Honda one, and I said, you know what? Actually, I'm more of a Honda nigga than a Mercedes nigga. Same here. My thing is, still gets you from point A to B. Yeah, yeah. Me, I, I'm a, I, I just recently got overly obsessed with cars. I don't know why, but I, I'm telling you right now, when I get a real check, mm-hmm. you could probably catch me riding around in like a Prius, so or not you- have a car at all. Cause why would I even want to drive? Cause Dame Dash and what he hasn't driven a car in what how many years? Yeah, man. Shit. Why? Right. That's you know what I mean. It's, I don't. Yeah. Why would you drive? What's the point? I, I don't have to drive myself. If you really get in that bag, why would you want to drive? Look, I ain't getting in the bag now, and I don't drive, yo. Cause mm-hmm. I just, cause I know the city so well, it's so like I can get around here. Mm-hmm. I know the, th- I know the thirty-four, mm-hmm. the forty-two, the L. You know what I mean, Mark and Frank. And when you really got money, here. you want to keep it. So. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Not spending and wasted on cars and shit. Yeah, that Uber man be hitting you right. Fuck yeah. Exactly. So. All right, let's, let's go back in time a bit. Um, throughout the time that I first met you, um, when you were rocking with Assad, mm-hmm. you were you created the Dirty Middle Class movement. Yes, and that represented. It was more so a representation of where you came from and your first move in Delaware. In Delaware, because a lot of people have a misconception of Delaware, like it's like super nice and shit. I tell you, the people in Delaware are really a porous and hurting are the ones that are living in the suburbs or the people, you know what I mean? Like, it's the dirty middle class. People are house poor. People are fucked up. I mm. say, I always say the dustiest niggas come from the suburbs. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? The townies? Yeah, the townies. Yeah, There's the no call. ambition. Yeah. Why? I'm good here. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, it's, that, that's where that came from. And it was just like the people I was around at the time, it was like just some of the illest niggas I've ever met in my life because they just didn't give a fuck about nothing. So what did you learn from them? Um, to not give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. just be yourself. It was kind of like a, a fuck you attitude. Mm-hmm. It was like I, I learned a lot. Like just from that, I was, but not like, I was able to apply that attitude in a in a actual, in a way that could, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a, I, it was like a push forward type of way. Like I could use that to block all the bullshit out and move forward with shit. Like, right. And, yeah, that's what I, that's how me and Asad connected because I think he admired that. And that helped with, you know, the, the next step, the next chapter in his music career. And that's when that clicked. You got Dirty Milk Class. And then boom, boom, boom. Because you were there. And the reason why, you know, I always considered you the plug because I know um, your cousin, if I'm uh, make sure I'm correct with this, Anwar. when your cousin Anwar um, Carrots, yeah, that's my people. Of, um, his brand, that's my nigga right there. Shout out Anwar, congrats on the baby. Yeah, what's it? It says because like um, peas and carrots. Peas and carrots, Josh Peas. Yep, that's the real visionary right there. Josh, Josh Peas. Peas at Justin Peas. That's the illest nigga right there. That's 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 the culture. How so? Josh is the culture. He's the culture's best kept secret. Anwar is like a cultural face. Like he was really the face, but Josh was like, he's a monster. He knows you could talk to him about anything, and he gonna know about it. Mm-hmm. The way me and him really met was through some hip hop shit. Also, like 
like back in the day, like a fucking uh, little brother freestyle on his page. It was um, they went off the last days Onyx drink uh, where Fonte was talking about working at the mall. Yeah. Yes. And I hit him up, mm. and I was like, yo, you're an digger for having this on your joint. And then we just talked like that, and then we realized we had, you know what I mean? Mm. They used to have this, uh, and back in the day in L.A., they used to have these things called prep clicks. It was like little, you know what I mean, little internet shit. It was priceless. Yeah, people like that. Like, all these little clicks, and then they had priceless, and that was the thing. And then, I'd be like, I mean, that's how, like, back in the day, uh, like, I, I met Tyler all of them back in the day on MySpace, all that shit. For those Casey. who don't know, Tyler the creator Tyler of yeah. uh, Golf Wayne. Yeah. Like, Hot Future and all that. Yeah, man. By the way, so people know, um, this interview is definitely sponsored by Tanga Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if man. you can't tell, I'm tour. Yo, I'm... <laughs> you talking in circles. Riding that wave, but it's all good. Mm-hmm. This is how I wanted to be for the um, for this interview. Fact. So it couldn't be no other way. Not, not, not at all. <laughs> and then, like, you had this one concept during during the time of thirty middle class that I wish had taken off because that too was ahead of its time. I think it was uh, was the dirty black trash, poor black trash. poor black trash. Yeah, that came from my family in Ohio. Like, I got family in Ohio that they just got running water and shit, like mm-hmm. deep parts of Ohio. Native American motherfuckers and Native American and black all mashed up in one little fucking town. These motherfuckers just got running water. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm like, this is basically some poor black trash. And then I, I took that and I'm like, yo, fuck that. That shit sound, it clicked. I'm like, this shit is ill. So I'm like, and that, if the the first the shit that was going to be, was, I was going to try to do like a punk band with it. I was going to try to do that. I remember that. But I don't play no instruments. So I didn't have nobody to play no instruments. Shit, but look at um, look at the uh, the Sex Pistols. I know them niggas ain't played no instruments. Especially the, the lead singer, like that's what, what punk is, though. I guess this is like you know, most of the motherfuckers ain't classically trained. Nope, they go in there and make noise. Nope, you know what I mean? Wild and, out. Yep, and they, that's and what I was going through, but I just ain't had no money to get no instruments. <laughs> <laughs> nope, man. Yeah, so that's what that was gonna be, and then I think I'm still gonna carry that on. To uh, I think that's gonna be. Me and Lorenzo's side shit, MP. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's gonna be our side shit. We're gonna start our uh, like drum and bass uh, group with that. Poor Black Trash probably come like winter 2019 or some weird shit like that. That'll be ill. Um, Poor, yeah, especially for a drum and bass project. Yeah. Also, side note again, MP is the producer behind the intro beat and outro beat for my podcast. The Ellis. Ellis, the boy's boy sick. Mad hip-hop for real, but mad everything else, too. Yeah. He knows about everything else. Everything. That's how we bonded over, like, music. He's my conscience. He's probably why I'm not in jail. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, MPS saved me a couple times, Hell too. Yeah. Especially, like... Tell you about yourself. Yeah, especially when it comes down <laughs> to, like, me, like, messing around with, like, Either with women or like. Oh hell yeah, yeah hell he yeah! Me He's told like, me I was a foul nigga a couple times. <laughs> Sat my ass down. He'll tell you about yourself. That's what a good friend is, though. Yeah, and that's what Jordan is too to me. Yeah, shout out to Jay Ashley. Yes, as well, who's a, a standout I DJ. I want to talk man. about him soon too. You know what? Let's t- All right, cool. Cause let's talk about Jay Ashley now. That was something I want to follow up with too. Right after that, okay. so let's talk to talk about Jordan Ashley, Jay okay. Ashley. You and him like the Beamer Boys, for real, for real, man. That's my, that's, that's my brother right there. You know what I mean? He's, he's the person, like MP, 
that will tell you when you're wrong, mm-hmm. tell you when you ain't being shit, or tell you when you need to work harder. And that's the that's the person that always keeps me in that creative space. Him and MP. They keep you in that creative space or that reminder that this is what we need to do. This is the long term goal. Right. So yeah. He and he's the one him and MP are the ones that are trained in creating this shit. I don't know how to play any instruments. I don't know how to record anything. I don't know how to do any of this shit. I can just tell them what what I want it to sound like or what I want and they can make it a reality. Kind of like pop. But he's the, he is the illest DJ I've ever met. Yeah, Jay is dope. That nigga's nasty. He's going to have his time in the sun and it's going to be big. And his mix is a fire too. Yes, yes, and the right people listen to him. Cuz like let me tell you something, man. Like y'all catch from Delaware, y'all will come up to Philly parties. Mm-hmm. And y'all fully party. He brought me around, mind you. He's the one that brought me around. Really? He's the one that introduced me to I did we wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for Jordan. Really? For Ashley. Shout at, out to Ashley. Yeah, at Ashley. Because y'all would come through like freaking celebrities, man. Yeah. How y'all how y'all would get treated at the, at the parties? Yeah. It's that nigga. That nigga got a superstar vibe about him, man. Yeah, he got the he got the, they the love juice. Him. They, yeah, he definitely got the juice. Got the them, juice. Them women love him, man. Yo, pure he got essence. the juice, man. That's an ill nigga right there. Yeah, man. His mixes is Superstar. always dope. Always good money, man. Yeah. I think it's important that when you have a circle of people to have individuals who are like that, who yeah. are unapologetic and who are honest. Yeah, that's what friends are. That's what real friends are. And that's are. what these niggas don't got out here. That's why they crash and burn. They rushed and crashed and they crash and burn. Because they don't have real people around them. And we've seen that happen. And that's why some people don't know how to be around me because that's just how me and my friends are. Right. We'll almost fist the cuffs and then be, we'll talk about it. Or like, shit, we could even fight and we'll still be cool because we're men. That's what we could talk about it. We're best friends. If we're really friends, I'm going to tell you about yourself or you're going to tell me about myself and it's going to be all right. I'm going to understand where you're coming from because I know it's coming from a good place. Right. Yeah. And that's why I don't understand with the newer generation where people get butt hurt and we like, yo, we'll do sub tweets. Um, None of my niggas ain't never sub tweeted me. None of them. None of my friends either. Never. Never. We don't do that. It's not how we came up. No, no. That, that sub tweet would be in my phone. It'd be in my text to me. <laughs> it's like, yo, you messing up. Yeah, I got a problem with this problem with clown. that. You're a clown right, right. now. And I don't understand it's like, because, again, I understand just in generation and people are so caught up with social media. Yeah, I, do you know what I'm tired of saying? That it's a different this. generation, though. Because guess how many generations were before this? Tons. 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 Like, I don't give niggas no excuses. What, because there's more access to the internet that we going to get these niggas that excuse? No, I'm not giving that excuse. I'm not giving it. These niggas need to lay off the molly and shit. Y'all is wildin'. Y'all niggas need to chill out. The lean. Just kiss your girlfriend. Stop acting so tough. You niggas not tough. You niggas, you, you niggas need to hug your girlfriend. You niggas need to fucking relax. Leave the lean alone, the pills alone. The shit is making you soft. Hug yourself. Yo, go so- hug your mom, nigga. Shit, she love you. Them drugs don't love you. If you would be tough as shit, man. Tough. On Instagram. I, niggas get Twitter. tough with me on the internet. I'd be like, <laughs> like I laugh. Telling to go hug his mom, dude. I had a dude in his forties. Call your grandma. Get mad at me over yeah, Instagram hurt. joke video. Hurt. Talking about, I, I was like, uh, I just got a haircut, and I was like, yo, man, people with your hairlines missing and gumball, your time's up. 
laugh it off, right? Because it's a joke. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know anybody. It's a joke. Yeah. I got this message in my comments, like hurt, and the dude who did it, like, I know this cat. I'm like, yo, like you're older than me. I remember he used to be like holding things down on the scene years ago. I'm like, this is how you go respond. You know what's like fucked child? up about me, Cordy? I just talk shit online because it's just like that's what online is to me. Yeah, it's, it's just a platform to talk. I'm never talking about anybody. In the, it's, it, I'm never talking about anybody personally, but somehow people always take offense to it. Or like, I'll look back on my timeline, yeah, and somebody might have tweeted some shit and that kind of like aligns with my shit. It might have looked like I was talking about them, but I'm never talking about none of you niggas. If I'm on, if I'm tweeting that shit, I might have just got done watching a movie or, or looking at YouTube or something. Got bothered by something, right? Or, it might have just been a combined, it might be my end of the day thoughts. And it's not one person, it's everybody. But it's inse- people are insecure. Yeah. Like, I, people will get so upset about, they see a word you like. You gotta call him Isis. Isis. <laughs> <laughs> These niggas is Isis. Just children. Why are you guys just grown ass men? I'm like, why are you getting so sensitive over a subject that didn't even mention your name? Like your face is just like, people say, oh, you're wearing a red hat. Which means you're wearing a red hat. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. To that point. How are you getting triggered by something like something so small? But again, it's insecurities, and I don't know how these people came up. Like you said, man, go home, talk to your mom, to your therapist. Go, go watch Eddie Murphy's Raw. It'll, it'll toughen you up. Yo, because people, oh man, people will call that <laughs> cringeworthy now. Yeah, now they're like, oh my god, it's turn it off, it's turn it off. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yo, it's no, it's comedy. And that's how I grew up. I grew up watching like. Shit like that. Just I'm like a that. huge Louis C.K. fan, huge Eddie fan, Dave huge, fan. like, you know what I mean? Mitch mm-hmm. Hedberg. I like shit that is now, I guess, it's hard for some people to stomach. Even I Patrice. like early Jamie Foxx shit. Patrice O'Neill, he's O'Neil. my all-time favorite. Too, That's bro. my all-time favorite. They couldn't deal with him now. Oh, no. No, I'm like, wow, y'all are offended by this? Then you, oh, my God. <laughs> You would have shit yourself listening. <laughs> he might have called the cops. <laughs> and the thing about him, he wouldn't back down. Like, no, he keep he he double he'll double back on that shit. Yup. Oh, you you're upset. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, now now you're pissed. Now I got you. But that's how it is. That's why, like, when the people will say diff- different statements or whatever, like making their kind of jokes, I don't get offended by it because I know, like, it's not it's it's just it's comedy. It's just there's just words, and they're not, not going to affect me. Yeah, the words. The words. Physically touch you. Oh shit. That's funny. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh. oh, I was kidding. <laughs> Don't even say it. No, I'm not gonna say it. Yeah. So <laughs> Alright, so I'm not gonna say what I just saw. But no. But this a friend of mine just so he just showed me um his phone and it pertains to something I saw we talked about earlier in the message, earlier in our uh, in the interview. So hilarious. I'm relaxed. I don't relax. We I don't, I'm chill. We chill. Let's let's just say my man is the plug for a reason. Yeah. Shout out to Fuck you. Fuck with sir. me if you want to get some money and you talented. Yeah, because Troy Troy does. Come to Trife Life Records. <laughs> Yo, well, um, you really should have your own label. Like, let's see, like a, but not a, a rap label. Like a, like a um, I'll tell you, yo, the, well house label. I was I bass. wanted you know what it was? I wanted to do a rap label. And oh, I'm still know. open to do it. It was uh I, it was um uh, one of my real good friends, Fry, shout out Fry, at for Dom, F-F-R-Y-D-A-M on Twitter. It's my real good homie. Always hold it down. 
he's uh he put me on to some shit that he had going on with R.I.P. Uh, Julito. It was Lurk piece. Life Records. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started that. We were going to do that and really carry it on. And then, you know, some shit happens. Whatever. But I was going to do that. I was still open to that. I did. But I was going to be the label for the for the rap shit. And, um, yeah, fucking we were, like, talking to Yams about it and shit. We were going to try to move on, like, some state prop dip set type shit. Like, you know what I mean? New York, Philly. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sh- what happened with that and then but yeah I'm still open to that and, but uh, that was the one he he was uh really the brains behind all of that Lurk, uh, it was gonna be Lurk Life Records you had the coldest logo for that that logo was a motherfucker he designed it yeah, he did a good job it was yeah we it was like it a was twist like- of me and him he's one of the when it comes to this like designers like he be having the vision mm-hmm. he just you know what I mean like that's an ill nigga right there man yo He's a solid dude too. I was, I was waiting for that too. I remember y'all Yo, was, man, uh, we was going full speed it was with on that Twitter, motherfucker. Twitter, it was Instagram. I was like, yeah, like we "What's was this going about?" Full speed with that shit. So, so you mentioned someone. You mentioned another visionary. You mentioned Yams. What was it like? That's with him? the one of the only people I ever looked up to in life. Word. I used to fan out, and it was a, he was he was my that was my homie, but that's the only one of the only people I ever fan out about, and I'll admit that openly. You know what I mean? Like, since day one before I knew him, I was a fan before a friend. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I knew who he was before people knew that that was his time. I knew who that was because I knew people that knew that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this the illest nigga because he's, he's a nigga that reminded me of me. And that shit just excited me. I'm like, damn, this nigga tell you about some drum and bass shit. He'll tell you about some shit. You'd be like, how the fuck you know about this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he'll tell you about some deep cut shit. Like, like, some Portis head before they fucking dummy album. Like, like he'll tell you about all of that. Like, like I remember, like, this nigga told me about, like, uh, one of my favorite artists. It sounds so cheesy now because everybody says this, but one of my favorite artists is Marilyn Manson. He's also from Ohio, from Canton, Ohio, so that always hit home to me. But he was talking, We one of our first conversations was about um, Marilyn Manson, It Smells Like Children. It's his first, uh, like, like, official release to the world, and he just knew all about that shit. And I was just like, this is a nigga that's from uptown. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, MP introduced me to him. What? Yeah, in like, in like 07, 08. 08, yeah, at a party in the Bronx. That's crazy. Shout out Nana Castro. That was her boyfriend at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to her, too. She, that was a, like, yeah. <laughs> she was awesome. Oh, yeah. She's fantastic. She is fantastic. <laughs> That's it. She was cold. She was early on that radio shit too. Yeah, she was. She was. She was really on the wave, man. Yeah, and MP um, introduced me to all of them. And Jordan, Jordan knew all of them up there. Mm-hmm. Bic, all that shit. The Bic uh, as a group of New York, they fired. Ew, right? I, they Jordan was a part of making it real. Word. Yeah, uh, MySpace shit, man. MySpace was the early shit. Man. Yeah, MySpace was the early shit. That's crazy, man. Thoroughly love that. So, from being around Yams, right? What did you ever take? You take anything from how he did work with the ASAP Mob? You take any of those lessons and try to, you know, apply that to what you were doing? Yes, <laughs> I, I, I stole that whole shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I modeled it after that because. 
if you if you know anything, if you're smart, you'd realize that that was the perfect like the way this nigga did that shit. I seen the the rollout for Rocky, and that shit was amazing, cause he was putting it out on his blog. Nobody knew it was him, and he was acting like he didn't know the nigga. And it was that's like any shit was fired. The the way I found out about Rocky though was through a French blog. They put out a mix. Uh, uh they put uh the song all around the world and purple swag. It had to be like 2010, early shit, 2011 maybe, and um. That's the way I thought about that. But he would post it on his shit. And I was like, who is this nigga Rocky? Also another nigga that's just... That nigga was very early on the shit, man. That, that's a cold nigga right there. Put some respect on his name. That was a cold nigga because they just... Had, bro, that whole team just had the vision, man. I would never disrespect it. They had a vision, bro. Like, they... You got to like, it, it, the reason why I fucked with it so hard was because I literally had such a similar vision of what I wanted to do with an artist, even as far as the aesthetic. And I saw it in real life. I was like, oh shit. You know what I mean? It was like, I was like, damn, whoever's behind this is the coldest nigga. And I found out it was him. And I was like, yeah, like that, like, and, and mad niggas model their shit after them now. You're a smart nigga. If you really know, you know. Like, you don't get no like that shit is legendary. Cause that was, it. It was like you know what I mean. Like that was like the first like kind of like internet like real rollout to make a superstar. Like, you know what I mean. You had niggas like Soulja Boy, Lil B, and all that. They were doing it by themselves. But if you with a team behind you, they're like that ASAP shit is different. These niggas, they create. That nigga's still here. That nigga's still here six years later. Respect that. Yeah, he is. And I remember when um when ASAP when, when Yams passed away, I had I was floored by seeing like how many people he affected. Oh man, bro, changed lives. If, and you know what it is? All them niggas are not lying. That's how like he was genuinely pretty cool with all of those people. Like I know that for a fact because that's how I felt. I'm like when I found out all this, I'm like, damn, like, he really, because he would take the time out. He wouldn't, he wasn't Hollywood. If he knew you fucked with him, he'd sit down and talk to you. If he fucks with you, he'd give you his number. He'd answer back. So that's what drew me towards him, because I'm like, oh, like, he not treating me like a clown. I don't know, loser nigga, like, it's an ill nigga, man. That nigga was ill, he was different. I even tweeted the other day that the culture didn't deserve him. Like, I get choked up talking about boy, because that, that was a different nigga. That was a different nigga. They don't make him like that. That nigga knew everything about everything. For real. <laughs> For real. He would be on it before, years before. That nigga caused so many niggas' careers back. That like, yo, this nigga is just now really popping that he been promoting. Like um, G Perico, J Worthy. He called them niggas years ago yep, before G Perico had hair. Yeah. J Worthy before mm. the nigga had, you know what I mean? Like, now them niggas is finally popping. Yep, finally. Earl Swavy, all them niggas. Like, real shit. And he would go to these niggas' hoods. Be out there with niggas. There was a music video. Um, I don't know. Was it? Remember J Worthy's music video? Yeah, he's video. talking about um, use, uh, use a flip. Yeah. 
He was out there. And they have Free Ray Ricky Ross in the video if you really look closely. Yes, 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 he was. Yeah, them niggas is in one of the worst hoods in L.A. Filming that motherfucker. He about there. Just cold nigga right there. He was just in the thick of it. Yeah, it was him, I think, Nas Ills. Different type of guys. <laughs> Damn. I think that's what, the, like you said, the industry, the culture. That's that's what I say. Need somebody like him. And I have my opinions about certain people from that camp, mm-hmm. but uh, my respect level never drops because that was to this new wave of what's going on. It was the first, like that. That was the culture, and there's no way around it. You had dudes that came in a game like them, Space Ghost Perk, Main Attractions. They all came in at the same time. You know what I mean? On that real street level, connecting with the fans. Like, you see these niggas out. Like, I say the first nigga that was like that was like Cuddy. Mm-hmm. When that nigga was on, that nigga fuck around, come to a party in Brooklyn. You see that nigga. And he in there getting blasted, fucked up, mm-hmm. stumbling out. Shit like that. Like, you would see these niggas. Like, you could reach out and touch them. They, they were there. So that made the kids like that. Was like, oh shit, like, I can grasp this. You know what I mean? Right. And the music wasn't trash. Because it's funny, because I feel like people in the city look at you like games. I can't even live up to that. But I mean, like, not I but I've, the comparison. I've said that shit, and I'd be like, ah, you know what I mean? I could never wear that crown. Like, I ain't accomplished nearly enough. I could see what they're saying as far as bringing people together. Because, yeah, because, like, Cause I've seen you work, work with Grande, um, work with the great dudes from Grande. Shout um, out Dave. Um, Shout out my guy Ja. Ja, yep. Shout out Sue. Shout out everybody. Yeah, whether it was um, whether it was. Shout out Izzle. Izzle, Fry. Um, whether it be the guys from Great Outdoors, whether it be Davey, um, Mikey. Shout out Mikey. Where you at, man? I ain't seen you in like two years. It's been a minute. <laughs> and uh, what's my main man? Um, Dizzy Santana. Oh, that's the coldest nigga. The Dizzy can't. He can rap his ass off. Oh, that motherfucker's different. Yeah, man. He's different. He different, man. He gonna have his time. Watch. Because them working on dying boys, they working. They working. They working. Them working on dying niggas. Mm-hmm. They the ones working in the city. They working. They handling business. Shout out Filthy. Shout out Oogie. Shout out all y'all yeah, we went to a concert. It was at um, it was on Seventh and Chestnut. Remember the third floor joint? It was next next to like the uh, Morimoto's restaurant. Oh shit! When I was in there, wilding the fuck out. Yeah, picture. Blue was in there. You know the rapper Blue? That's also my favorite rapper because he's a lunatic just like me. You know Blue? Yeah. He was there with Susie Analog. She brought him through. Really? And I ran up on that nigga, and he was kind of weirded out, because I guess he ain't expect nobody to know him in that bitch. Yeah, I ain't seen And that. I was drunk and shit. I said, nigga, you blew and pushed him. He said, oh, what's up, girl? I'm like, no, nigga, like, you my favorite. Like, mm. you know what I mean? That's the type of niggas I listen to, because, like, like her favorite color, Below the Heavens. I'm all over the place right now. But yeah, that nigga was there. It's fire. It was crazy. It came out 10 years ago. And that bugged out? Bananas. Good morning. Nigga said with a jack shit. Close to the movie, all that shit. Yeah, simply amazing. Bro. Had that, had that, but, man, that, man, that, that shit is crazy. Yo, she said, that. he fucked me on the floor. <laughs> he said, oh, that's that shit. I remember he sampled, um, he did a joint before the album came out. They sampled uh, Quill and T was Just Another Day. Yes. Oh, my God. That was the joint. Oh, my God. Because he had this one line. Don't put me on to that shit. Ooh. 
that whole blue wave. Like I was, I was fucking with blue with Below the Heavens, mm-hmm. but Jordan put me actually put me on to uh, her favorite color. That's I think that's maybe if you ask him, that might be one of his favorite albums. He put me. That's one of mine now. He put me on to that shit. But like, that, that's a masterpiece. You know the big homie has got a beat on that joint, right? Word has the burgundy. Yeah, Nigga, that's a masterpiece. Yeah, for those who don't know, um, I'm referring to Hezekiah, dope uh, MC producer from Delaware. He's from Delaware. Delaware, dope dude. Listen, that nigga now. cussed me out on MySpace back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Shout him out though. He, he's a legend. Yeah, that nigga cussed me out though. That burgundy. I joint. was a kid. I was Dang. a kid. I was only a boy. <laughs> I was only a boy. No, he's an ill nigga though. So let me ask you. About the music. Let's talk about let's talk about this music. Mm-hmm. So, say if you are in a position that you're in now and you're looking for talent and a rapper or any any kind of artist whatsoever. Let's go beyond hip hop. Yeah, because I'm not even fucking with rap. <laughs> we had the conversation on Twitter a while ago. Yeah. But like rap niggas, I only fuck with the rappers I fuck with right now, like my homies. But I, if I, I see the talent, I fuck with it. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? There's some niggas that I really fuck with, I watch, but they already in situations, you know what I mean? But, yeah. But I feel like, because due to what I've seen you go through, things I won't speak on here. Rappers terrify me when it comes to investing in them. That's what, yeah, that's <laughs> Because it. they're the most unstable people. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't blame the artists. I think rappers are some of the truest artists, like artists in the true form. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're all liars. Because <laughs> they're creating, they're creating this imaginary world, and that's what artists do. You know what I mean? That's their art. It's something that they're actually making. Our rappers are the best liars, but that's why they're genius because they're creating a whole world. You know, and, and putting that out. That takes a lot. Jazz musicians don't have to do that. Producers don't have to do that. It's not that weight on rappers have the biggest weights on their shoulders. It's most of the time they're lying, and you and when they're not lying, you can tell. That, like if they're rapping about gangster shit, they either end up dead or in jail. That shit shows, or they get lucky and, and get out of it in time, you know. But most of the time, the rappers are liars. Like, I was watching this Method Man interview where he was on a late night show the other day telling a story about, like, how he had Trump on his album, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But he asked him about something, and he was like, rappers are the best. Like He was like, why are rappers so something? He was like, because we're liars. We're all liars. We're the best liars. Because they are. You, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, I mean, there are idiots that get on record and say what the fuck they're really doing. And then you see how that comes out. Jail. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Legend Bobby Smurder, but that shit was retarded. Excuse yeah. me, stupid. I don't mean to say retarded, but yeah. Free piece of shit. But uh yeah, nigga ran down the line of all the shit and you see how that turned out. Like, you know what I mean? You got shit like that. You know, like Chicago, that's you see that happen every day. These dudes drop like flies because they're actually living that shit. Yeah. But the other guys, you know. They ain't living none of that shit. Like, they talking about it. But it's art. I don't, you know, I don't judge 
I respect it because it's art. I I'm an artist. I you know like that's all it is is music. Like that's why I laugh when people like like they ain't about that. Okay, they don't fucking have to be. It's fucking art. It's music. Like you know like. You ain't Art doesn't real, always nigga. have to imitate life, you know? Like, it just... Yeah, people go so hard with that. Yeah, like, man. It's fucking rap. It's music. Like, you know, like. That's why I used to hate those old, like, World Star videos. Oh, my God. Well, I'm like, yeah, so and so think you think he real. Yeah. What's up now? Like, you are, you a bunch of your broke friends approach said rapper and try to press rapper about rhymes that he said in the song. Bruh. Real or what? Bruh. I'm like, yeah, you're going to press him, but he's going to. Go home man. and change. Like, go home and change your kid diaper, my nigga. <laughs> This niggas walk around with a shitty diaper. <laughs> Leave this rapper alone, man. Like, go, you know, like. Just for what? That's why I'm telling you this. For Rest views. in peace, Prodigy. He's. I tell you, you want to know who my favorite rappers are? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, you know, my favorite. Jay-Z, but I don't even throw him in there because it's fucking Jay-Z. Default. Fuck you going to say about that. Right. Nori, DMX, Prodigy, Jim Jones. There's a couple other niggas that get thrown in there, but those are the ones, you know why? Because they found the balance of actually living what they rap about right. <laughs> and still growing up and getting out of it. Like, niggas, I know niggas like Nori. That's my, f- Nori was my favorite, like, because you see the progression. I respect that. That nigga was a shooter. You know what I mean? But then I say when I like a guy like Prodigy, that's an artist. He wasn't no punk, don't get it fucked up. But Prodigy was an artist. He went to art school. You know, like, that's he was out here. He was out here, but you know what I mean? It's art. And that, that's it. He, to me, is, I think he's the coldest. Like, that's the coldest because just, like, you listen to them stories, bro. Like, that shit is next level. Like, like yo, Mob Deep, like, it's next. Like, and you know all that shit. You know what I mean? If that shit was all happening, he, yes. he might be talking from the point of, He's telling someone's story. Because if that shit was dark, he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't be here to tell that story if it would really happen with him. Right. You get what I'm saying? So as I say, when I say that rappers are good lives, I don't mean like lies. I'm just saying they're telling a story. It might not be their story, it's somebody else's story, but it's art. To me, he's the coldest artist. Listen to the infamous. Mm. That's next level. That storytelling on there. Too much is that rising. taught me. Those lessons I learned from that, I still don't go to bitches' cribs. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm in a relationship. I don't got no, I don't go to bitches' cribs. But <laughs> saying like, that's how I learned not to ever go to a bitch crib from Trife Life. You know what I mean? Like you learn those lessons, and this is like, yeah, like that's why them niggas is dope. like, you know what I mean? Shit like that, like different niggas. Like they don't make them no more. They do. You got niggas like that, niggas like Shy Hef. You ever listen to Shy Hef? I know who you're talking about. Wretch. I got into him. You listen to Wretch? Yeah, right. then he just gets got out, right? He got out. Yep. And he about to get that uh, that money from that N.E.R.D. song. They yeah. sampled him. He about to get a publishing. This man ethnic out here. Yeah. Yeah. Cold nigga right there. That's yep. one of my faves. Polo Sporting Goods. It's mm. one of the, that's a classic, a masterpiece. Listen to that. But that's the type of shit I'll be listening to. Because it's like... I don't know. I like a lot of new kids. I like it. I like the new kids. Like I listen to niggas like, of course, like niggas like Uzi. I listen to Uzi a lot. That's that's. I think he set the platform for a lot of these new Chief Keef is the. That's I don't even can't throw him in the conversation like because he's too he's 
It would be none of these niggas if there was no Chief Keef. Like, yeah, let's talk about him real quick. I'm a, I'm jumping around. All right, let's do this. Let's talk about Chief Keef. Chief Keef, look, I'm going to tell you something about him. When Chief Keef came out in 20, was 2011, 20, uh, 2012, what I don't like, right? I think don't like, man, about yeah, 11. 11. End of 2010. 11. 11. Probably 11. But it was. I mean, the first, hold on, let me tell you about the story mm-hmm. when I first heard that. Right. My homie back home was a kid named Tim I grew up with. I ain't never had to fight nobody in high school because that nigga would just always get real offended if somebody bothered me. That was, <laughs> that was punching shit out of anybody. But whatever. He'd probably still punch you for me, so watch your mouth. That nigga, he used to have his red Ford pickup truck. I don't know why he had that, John. It didn't make no sense. But I, the first time he played this song for me, and I was like, who the fuck is this? Because this is the first time I ever heard, like, a song in that kind of stanza, like, just that pattern of rhyming. Like, I was like, what the fuck is this? This is incredible. You know what I mean? This is around the time, like, when 2 Chainz' True Religion tape came out on that shit. Yeah. So I'm like, what is it? He's like, this cheeky, you ain't heard this yet? I'm like, no, I'm out the loop. And ever since then, I, I downloaded that Back From The Dead. Also, I always tell people like this, I get in mad arguments. This is one of my favorite. I like arguing. But this is one of my favorite things to pull up at a bar or talk to a hip-hop nigga about. I'll tell him, Chief Keith mixtape, Back From The Dead, is literally identical to Mob Deep's The Infamous. Fight me. Why do you say that? Because it's just a horror stories of growing up in the hood as a young nigga. Mm-hmm. Literally. It's literally his diary. And like, it's a diary of the shit he's seen and shit he's going through. That's what it is. And, it, and it's the most bare, honest, what it can be. Nigga's songs I don't like. Then he has a song about his favorite jeans. Then he has just, you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, you know, like, like you know, like, <laughs> they had a song about their favorite liquor, about their favorite brands. That was Bob D. And it, that's what he's doing. It's literally identical. It's identical. It's an identical album from start to finish. It's, listen, write a think piece about it. All you writing ass motherfuckers, write a think piece about it. Back from the Dead is identical to Mob Deep's The Infamous. So I wonder why certain people don't accept things like that. Or like because they're stupid. Because they're stupid and they're caught in their ways. And that, that's the problem. I think a lot of the problems that I have. And are, are, no, people are stupid. You have to be an idiot not to see the juxtaposition. Like the, I don't even know if I use that right. Juxtaposition. Did I use that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you didn't, I don't care. Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. It's but yeah, the the like that shit is parallel. It literally is. Like, yo, it's just a yo young nigga stories. You know what I mean? Like. That shit is, it literally is that. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm dropping hot takes for the rest of this train. Yo, the infamous is better than Illmatic. Fight me. I I can agree with that. And guess what? I got It Was Written on my stomach. That's better than Illmatic. It was always better than Illmatic. Even Nas said it himself. It is. Illmatic is beautiful. Don't get me fucked up. But it was written, lyrics, production. I have It Was Written across my stomach. He does. I have it right there. I just read it. I, I got, and I got On My Way to Church, my other favorite album, On My Forehead. So you know I'm not playing games. That's also, that's Jim Jones' first album. Put some respect on Jim Jones' name. Yeah, he had that single with up. That's with a real artist right there, too. Also, none of you niggas would be dressing the way you were dressing without him. And niggas, I mean, of course, niggas like Pharrell. And, like, I mean, 
we ain't gonna bring them to conversation. But I'm saying, hood niggas, y'all wouldn't be your clothes wouldn't got small if it wasn't for Jim Jones. Because he was the one with the, to um, see True Legends and all the, the bike chains. chains bike bike chains. chains. He was wearing them since in 04, 03. 04, 03, Jim Jones was wearing Pele coats and bike chains and small T-shirts and boats. Like, different type of nigga right there. I think he's a Reuben. Shout out to my Reuben. <laughs> Cold nigga right there. Because remember that time period, people were going out buying, like, rock star T-shirts. Yes. Like, rock band T-shirts. Never heard. Never. 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 They still do that shit. Yep. Never heard anybody. That shit came back. Check the Certified Gangster video. That nigga had on some big-ass tan dickies, some chucks. He had a, a wallet chain on and then a scout belt, a real one, and a T-shirt was small as a motherfucker. I seen that shit and lost my mind as a kid. I said, that's how I want to dress. That's who I want to be. Yeah, that's the, the first nigga besides for Pharrell was the first nigga. Also, about how I, I literally begged my Aunt Kim to take me to go buy in search of an 01 because I couldn't buy it because I had a parental advisor on it and it was the European imported version from uh, Borders. This is when Borders was around. Y'all, half of you little niggas don't even remember Borders, but it was Borders. I had her take me there to get that. I still have it. It's cracked in the case. Yeah, it's cracked. I have the joint. It's cracked in the case. It's, the, the CD's cracked, but I, it's the original copy. I literally, it was the rock version. Niggas don't know. They had to produce the version, the studio, and then they had to... Yeah. Yeah, that shit was cold. That's... I want to talk about them, too. Oh, cool. With the music. So, me and Troy both Scorpio brothers, right? Hell, yeah. And I believe I am... Watch your bitches! Man, Stacey throw that joint on there. Watch your bitches. Well, that was um Beanie Sigel yeah. doing. Like, hey yo, like I'm walk like, like a man. Talks like, like a. I fucking chilling up. Yes. Because yes. we profiling through South Philly with that John blasting. And let's not act like the reason wasn't the blueprint 1.0. Fuck yeah. That was the blueprint. That was first. it. That was the blueprint. First. That was it. Hold, you- hold on, if we really want, let's listen, 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 listen. Hot take. Hot take, hot take, hot take. Hot go. take alert. Young Chris is the main inspiration behind the blueprint. Oh, shit. Young Chris. That's Jay-Z's favorite rapper. Young Chris is Fight me. an unsung hero. Facts. My man should be rich right now. Because to me... Come on, Hov. He... He was he was a star in state prop. Come on, Hove. He was a star in state prop, bro. <laughs> Young Chris. Andy, fuck that. All of them. Oskino. Sparks. Free all of them. Petey. Petey. Yo, Petey. Petey the coldest nigga out. Yo, he <laughs> had this one joint. Um, oh my God. It was a mixtape. A mixtape was like part four. Um Which one? Crack files? Crack files part four. And there's one joint about the not, not the Weibo's. Um, hold on. You know my favorite joint. Uh, he said, "Petey said, what did he say?'" Um, I think of that track. Was it every time I'm on the grind, it's like, "Think this fucking with me." What did he say? Um, hold on. He said, "Um, cracking the kitchen position with hot ava, caliente, bubble like hot ava." What did he say? Oh, he fucked that joint up. And my revolver knows about this side. Of, okay, come on. Oh, crack. 
Matt, Matt, what do you say? Half black, half Hispanic, you all. <laughs> that, 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 coldest nigga ever. That's Action Bronson's favorite rapper. Really? Besides Cool G Rap, yeah. He said it, yeah. And That's actually your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Is, is, stay, every nigga from Philly is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Philly is the, is the home of the best rappers. No arguments. No arguments. No All arguments. my niggas is my favorite rappers. My nigga Sue, Izzle, Fry, fucking Grande, Mikey, Elijah, Dizzy. Yo, all my niggas is my favorite. Fuck it. Yo, all of them. And shout out to Asad, because Asad was ahead of me. No, 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 Asad. No, no, no. Listen, I don't even want to get on that. I could talk about that all day. That's the best rapper alive. Dude. Jay-Z know who Asad is. Listen, because that Jay-Z Flowers Project who... in 2009. Listen, let's, 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 if we really want to talk. Ahead of his time. Rap bars? Let's go. That's the coldest nigga alive. Like, rewind shit. Like, that nigga said, um... The hills have eyes before those two L's. I had two eyes before those two L's. That's one sick flow, but I'm too well. Two L's. Gotta add another two L's. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He said, uh, I can't even do it. <laughs> too many. I can keep going all night. Y'all'd be annoyed. But I'd stand out right now. I co signed it because, listen. Coldest nigga. The Flowers mixtape was like second. Acid 80. rap before acid rap. Before Section 80 came out and for Acid came out. Section 80 before Section 80. Yep. It was it was just there. It was just it just it was advanced beyond its time. And no one truly understood it even when it was out. People was coming up, oh man, it's dope mixtape, but y'all didn't really understand it. Nope. Y'all understand the way that was being set up. Heads. It went over it. Went over it. And this people shit, shit still go over niggas' heads. People were trying to like put them in the cutty box. No. But I'm like, that's because what? The hair he has, you'll call him Cuddy. Mm-hmm. Niggas was, shot throw him in that hipster box. Yeah, it was, it was deeper than that. And this is a track that everybody needs to look up if you can. That was one of the craziest tracks, but I swear it, it, it didn't get enough traction. It was LVMH when I came out. That was... Niggas don't even know the concept behind it. I understand it. that. Because he, he was reading his, um, the luxury book. Yes. Got that somewhere over here too, but it was just. That's when he found out about the corporation, what, what LVMH was. Louis Vuitton. Louis, Louis Vuitton, Hennessy, and Moet. Yeah, Moet, yeah Louis, Louis Vuitton. That's Moet, the same Hennessy, house. Yeah. Yep. You know, yo, if you, if, yo, y'all got to look up Most Young Kings by that nigga. It's on the White Project. And then, um, what's another one? Um, um, Fuck, it's on the Troy EP. Um, Named after this guy right here. <laughs> Hell yeah, Dark Time, Dark Time. Uh, <laughs> it's called, um, fuck it, just listen to the album. It's all good. The White oh, Light shit, is they Project. They got the Anthony Bourdain book over there. That's who I want to be. Yeah, it's all my books. That's the coldest that, yeah. nigga. That's the coldest nigga alive. He get paid to drink and talk shit and eat. Yo, and I'm not taking away from that nigga chef. That nigga's a chef. He can cook his ass off. That's one of the coldest, but like. That nigga. Mr. Washington Show was. Man, Do you remember the first one? The first, the, like, um, it was the first. The first series. The first one with the shitty camera quality. Yeah, he had like he had longer hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he was traveling around the world. But because yeah. you ever seen the one when he came to Philly? He had three shows. Yeah, the first one was um Kitchen Confidential. Yes. Remember, it was like the first episode where they was in the kitchen at his, at his joint in uh New York. Yeah. I watch all that. You know what I watch too? 
Sex in the City, the first two seasons. Talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, listen, niggas don't know. Y'all niggas want to learn some game? Y'all want y'all want a different type of bitch? Y'all y'all want to expand y'all level of excuse me, I ain't gonna say bitch. Y'all want to expand y'all. You wanna you want you want a Barney's? You you wanna go you wanna go from motherfucking you want a Barney's level type joint, bird dolls, all that? Watch Sex in the City season two. You too can live like Biggs, Mr. Biggs. Listen, it's all game in that joint. It's all game. I learned so much. Listen, man. My, I don't even want to say how this shit was. My girl going to kill me. It's not, we weren't together, but I don't even want to speak on it. But I learned how to survive in New York with sex in the city. <laughs> you could have caught me on the Upper West Side. On the Upper East Side. On the West Side. You could catch me in Manhattan. You could catch me in Manhattan in some my auntie loft. Facts. That was a clean way of saying what you needed to say. <laughs> but I actually happened to say the shit. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Got you. So I never. You know what they called? You know what they called niggas? Like, how you say? Hobosexuals. Hobosexuals? Yeah, fucking to live, you heard? <laughs> I don't get it at no more. I'm I'm in love. Yeah. Man, uh, my story just got a new apartment. All that. Yo, she's awesome, man. She is. She's queen right there. I met her like once or twice. She the shit. She's talented. Yep. So talented. We gonna have little Afro babies. Babies gonna have mad hair. Walk around. I ain't never gonna do their hair. They just gonna walk around. <laughs> Freeform dreadlock baby. Freeform. <laughs> <laughs> With the um, you're gonna have the uh, what's her name, man? The Joy Gilliam locks. Fuck yeah. yeah. Yo, my man Ja had freeform dreadlocks. His joints is perfect now. He let them joints rock out. He just let them grow. People used to front on freeform joints. Those are the illest ones to me. That's the illest ones. The Miami joints. <laughs> Niggas in Miami had six big ass dreads. The clumps and that. <laughs> yeah. And the people used to have them in Philly back in the yep, day. I remember. The Black Thor had some. It was just little. Yo, he had, because he had the, um, he used to wear his Shout the, out to Tariq Trotter. The hat back yep. in the day on um yeah yo remember that movie he made where he was in love with the jewish john yeah like yo movie. what was it called it was like romeo and juliet it was like ah uh, it was like J- jamal and like yo that nigga fell in love with a jewish john and they tried to kill that nigga i gotta look up that uh that name now yo that movie was hilarious good movie though it was i saw it on bet yo oh my god that movie was that movie was mad funny it's a prison song ask movie Yo, he was um he's he was pretty lit and he's um, a good actor. Yeah, he's he's good in the new movie new show, um, or the deuce until the last episode. I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but um yeah, he had a good run on that show. Yeah, that nigga's a cold nigga right there, man. That nigga's a legend. He's the greatest rapper. So, him and Jay Z. Hey yo, but Black Thought they don't give him I credit. can rap any Black Thought line. That's I'll say this, and I didn't throw him I, I hold him to godly level. So I don't throw and I should put DMX in that too. I put DMX in my drink because he's so like. DMX moves spirits. DMX, I've cried to DMX songs before, and not even know why. I <laughs> just be like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't throw niggas like I should throw him in that in that yeah that black thought Jay Z level where I, I I can't even throw them in a list. You know what I mean? Right. You niggas is ill. Like what do you want more? Illidope Half Life is my favorite. Mont. 
You know what's crazy? I always, I always tell no, people too. like I I um I, I I put Roots albums in tune with seasons. So like, Illadolf Half Life is my winter album, along with Things Fall Apart, mm-hmm. and then Do You Want More is my summer album. But, those but some people put Do You Want More in the winter. I think Do You Want More is a summer album because it sounds like Lazy Afternoon. Like them drinks just sound like I'm in the crib. Silent treatment. I, I, yeah, silent treatment. Especially the remix. Yeah, I'm I'm lazy. I don't want to leave the crib. Like I'm like it's hot out. Like Philly, man. Philly, man. Y'all different. This is my favorite city. This is my this is this is my this is my home now. Brooklyn Babylon, what it was called? Brooklyn Babylon. That was a joint. They with, tried um, to blow that car up or some nuts in the movie or some nuts. Yeah. Shit. Because this girl was like a Hasidic. Hasidic Jew. Yeah. That's dangerous territory. Yep. I don't fuck with them. Them niggas will get you out of here. I watched a documentary on Netflix by one of us. I know what you're talking about. And like the dude, I guess three people want to leave. Let's talk movies. Let's do that. So I get it. Dude, What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie of all time? Oh, dog, this is crazy, man. Ain't it hard trying to pick? It is because like, it's, it's favorite, so my favorite many. album. Or it's favorite like a actor. favorite album and you can't pick it because it's always moods. So I can't say, what's one of your favorite? One of my favorites. All right, I'm gonna give you three. Ra- I'm gonna give you five. Three randoms. Uh, five three randoms. Five, five randoms. randoms. Swingers. Fuck yeah. Swingers is up there. That's my joint. I always imagine me and my boys night time. In like Vegas. That. Vegas. <laughs> Vegas. Money. You know what I'm saying? Getting, getting that. Um, Devil in the Blue Dress. Fuck yeah. Tell them. Um, Chinatown with Jack Nicholson. Never seen it. Uh, Roman Polanski did it, but like movies lit despite him being on it. Um, of course, Love Jones is fire. Oh, nigga, that's my favorite. That's the joke. That's my. That's the, I, I not my favorite, but that's up there. A brother to the night. Yeah. What? Oh. What? You know what? You all right, y'all want to know a little cheat code? Listen, all you have stepping ass, no game, motherfuckers. I'm gonna give y'all a cheat, motherfucker code. Go. Listen, man. This is this is how you get your door in for the Shea Butter Twitter. Look, Shea Butter World. Look, you look, you put that on, that, that, the movie, or shit, no, no, put the soundtrack on. What? Trina Broussard's version of um, Inside My Love? What? Fire. You know, my joint is Rush Over. Boom, boom, ba-doom, doom. That's just that. Michelle and Dave joint, right? yes. And then that one, and then, um, what's the other joint? Um, Mellow Smoothie joint, too, the Maxwell joint. No, no. What's the? Uh, you got rush over, and then what's the Marcus? Is that the Marcus Miller joint? It is. And then what's the hurt. other joint though? It's another joint. Um. Uh, hold on. I'm oh yeah. Up. Um. Uh. She she she, she sings she tenor. You move me. me. Um. Oh my. Oh man. Oh, uh, who is that? Uh, I got it in my you head. You move me. Hold on. I'm gonna look okay, up. Cassandra Wilson. C. Yes, Cassandra Wilson. You you move me. Cassandra. Move me. That song was in a beautiful song. You know what's song. crazy? I got a young ass mom, mm-hmm. so I remember that whole lane of just being black and young in the '90s. Yes. I was I was probably seven during that time, and my mom. Was twenty seven? My mom was young too. Twenty six. Yeah. Like I remember this shit. Like I remember being a kid and watching my mom and like all her friends look like the people from the fucking movie. Les Nubians. Yeah. Les Nubians. What nigga? That's one of my favorite albums. The first um, who? What my kid on it? Black Thought. Yo, uh, what was the? What uh, is um? She said, "Africa is my hair." What she say? Uh, you know that's. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. So, you know what I love? Boom, finish. 
Y'all was white, white nigga. That's my if shit. I, French, I grew I was, up on that, dude. That was that was French music. Yes, but it was Philly. <laughs> it was so, dude. It was, it was so, so Philly. Philly. Them niggas came over here and made a Philly album. WDAS. It's like whoever you came. Know, well, hold on. And ain't one of the ain't the Joan from one of the Jones from Floyd. Is she from London? Yeah, both of them from London. Are they? Both. They're both I from the UK. Was, but did one of them grow up there or some shit? I don't know. I think they're both from London, but. We we pretty much adopted Marsha. Oh, Marsha's ours. That's what I'm saying. I thought Marsha was from Philly so much. Let me see all of you. I see it downtown. Bro, bro. I got drunk and said some crazy shit to Marsha. I'm sorry, Marsha. This had to be shit. 2011. Word. I tried back. And she said, little boy, if you don't count my face. <laughs> I said, look, yo. <laughs> look, I know you. <laughs> I want to know you some more. Like, she said, little boy, if you don't get on my face, I was off the henny. I tried it. Yo, I tried it. I walked anything away. Possible, I walked, anything is possible, man. Anything is possible. bro. I tried it. You got shit just shot. I'm like, baby, I remember watching you on the TV, VH1 Soul. <laughs> I, was, I was like ninth, 18, 19. He's like, yo, I knew you. I know you. I know you. I know you. I know you. <laughs> These other niggas don't appreciate you like I do. I'm young, but I'm ready. <laughs> I've done tried it. Well, you know what I mean? Larry goes, shoot your shot, throw that shot up in there. Yo, it's Larry. Oh, man. So many people, we see y'all coming through and being in Larry be so goes. many. I'd see him, and I'd be like, oh. I think what? I saw Jill Scott in there one time. Oh, yeah. She walked by me. I ain't have enough heart. Yeah, me either. I was. I, I said, sat you know there. what? All right, cool. You got that. Woo! You know what? I ain't even gonna play myself. Dude, I remember. I remember because back in the day, that's when. Um, I used to see what's the name in there. What's the joint that um, she smashed out all the windows. Jasmine Sullivan. I see her all the time in there. Cause she's Philly all the way yeah, through. I see her all the time. I used to see um, Krav- Zoe Kravitz around. Zoe, like, nigga, she used to be walking around barefoot in that motherfucker. Yup, cause she had the band. She, bro, the listen, fight. bro. Um, Renzo and them old head was they tour. Manager, um, excuse me for not remembering his name. Um, Tone, excuse mm-hmm. me. Respect to the OG. Tone, he was a tour manager. That's how I met Dragon King, the bull from Dragon King. Who did some joints for size projects. And Dra- Yo, bulls is it. Talented, nigga. Was, was it Ritz? It's Ritz Reynolds. Ritz Reynolds, and yeah. It was, and it was my other homeboy, Dom. Dragon King Dom. He's one of the illest niggas. He's so talented. Yes. But yeah. Yeah, man. Zoe Kravis was walking around barefoot in that motherfucker. I and this is at a time I had her as my background on my computer. I like dirty looking Zoe Kravis though. I don't want this clean cut Zoe Kravis. I want Zoe Kravis to look like hipster Zoe Kravis. Yes. She used to be walking around looking crazy. I'm like, all right, I'm into that. Like, 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 like OG um, Lisa Bonet. Yes. Oh my god. That, that whole movie is just serious. You know serious. what's crazy? That's. The best. I want her now more than I want her then. You know what? I like women who look. I like older. Me too. I like free women. I like yes. Yes. You see my track record. God I, damn. Yes. Yeah, but me That's why I love me. my woman. But she's my woman is free, but yet conservative. Like I got. I don't know. I got the code in. I, that's that's. Hold on. What comment said? I ain't gonna call you my bitch or even my boo. It's so much. I'm sorry, my lady. My heart. So much more than you. <laughs> what do you say that nigga? I said, come and shut the fuck up. You know you call that <laughs> your bitch around your niggas. Get out of here. 
It's my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up on two short. Yeah. That's my favorite word. What? Bitch! <laughs> that's the coldest nigga. That's the coldest nigga. That, no, you one of my favorite songs is like Freaky Tales. Like when I heard that as a kid, yeah, I said this is this it. The Murs of the remix that of that song shit. is so good. Oh, Murs, Freak These Tales. Yeah. Nice what nigga? What? Let me talk about Murs for a second. Let me school you, little punks. <laughs> He's a Mac too, though. What nigga? Don't listen. Don't disrespect any a crit. Yeah, crit. Don't get it fucked up. Murs is a crit from L.A. He will punch the shit out your ass. Yo, he had Roxy Reynolds in that video. What, nigga? Fuck me, yeah. Me and this June. I was the first time I've seen anybody from outside Philly. Joint. I said, so-called June. These niggas be blacked off this. Listen. Bro, I remember when Murray's Revenge came out, I forced my mom to take me to FYE to buy that motherfucker. And they didn't even put it out on the stands yet. Mm-hmm. But I knew it was there because I used to follow where they would send the albums. Had him go in the back, give me the joint. Got that joint, Murray's Revenge. I looked around for 316 for years. Finally got a copy of that because this is before I was ordering shit off the internet. I was in college when that joint came out. Just straight <sighs> To the pain. I said, oh my God, it's too relatable. <laughs> I had to get on my Mac. <laughs> Every song. It was just relatable. It's real nigga music. Yes. And then Murray's Revenge, like, love and appreciate. That's the song I listen to when I go through it with my girl. I'm like, you know what, baby? I'm so sorry. Yo. They said I put on the weight. You put on them brakes. They both sit around with that look on our face. Uh. Yo, you wonder who I'm seeing. I'm wondering who you seeing. But we, what do you say? Because we both got our demons. Yo, what? Shout out Murray's, man. It's a legend right there. And that nigga been a spitter for a long time. Long time. A long time. A yeah, long time. Freeform locks. Long time. Get them freeform locks too, bro, B. Bro. He Yo. did. Them jokes was crazy. Was, was, then he sh- remember, remember when he grew him out of nowhere? Remember he used to have a shaved head? Yep. Now he, what do you got now? Low cut? He might wear dreads again. Yeah, low, low cut again, yeah. Like. That's crazy. Yeah, that nigga's crazy. Murray, shout out Murray. Shout, shout out Murray, man. So like, all right, let's go. I'm gonna go back to music real quick, right? Now, again, Scorpio Brothers here having a moment. One like with me growing up, like I had all kinds of music I was around, right? Whether it be R&B, hip hop, and like I was an R&B nigga as a kid. I couldn't help it. That's what I wanted because it made sense. I was a horny young boy. I thought that's I how. I don't hear about no tough shit. Yeah, I thought how love was supposed to be from like R&B records, Alexander O'Neill. All that, like, Neil. Oh, you know man. what my first favorite songs was when I was a kid? This is how I knew what type of nigga I was going to be. Secret Garden. Oh. What? When that nigga came on there sounding like Mike? And then, well, hold on, hold on. And then when my nigga Barry came on, I'll take care of you. That's what a man's supposed to do. I said, God and I dare anybody to call any of them dudes soft on that song. Because they had beat your motherfucking ass. Barry White was a pimp and a gangster, what? and all them other niggas was real gangsters. Let me tell you niggas about something about them 90s, 80s R&B niggas. This before rap was really, really... Let's talk about the 80 niggas. Even the 90s niggas. Ask Q-Tip. He know, but let's say, these niggas, especially the 80s and the 70s niggas, this before rap was popping. 
These niggas was singing because that's what was popping. These niggas was pimps and gangsters. Barry White was a pimp and a gangster. He was a blood, right? Yes. Bro, Barry White was a pimp and a gangster. Yes. Smacking the shit out of niggas. So dumb coke. <laughs> dumb amounts. And smack shit out of niggas. That's a fact. Ask anybody. Real niggas know about Barry White. Yo, watch his last interview. He said, motherfucker, I'm Barry White. Remember that, um... Right, if y'all have YouTube, right, look up. Um, he's supposed to do a radio spot. I know what you're talking about. And that radio I spot. Said, I got, sh- I got, nigga, I got scared for the nigga. Yo, he was like, what kind of shit is this? So what the fuck? Who am I reading here? <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> I'm very it was like five takes. And he was just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Come on, man. Like, and like people. He really talked like that, too. He did. Just like my nigga Mikey. My nigga Mikey voice, this is really his voice. Facts. And, and I've always said this time, to people. Man. They always ask. I remember my girl in his voice. She said, is that his voice? I said, yes. This is his voice. And people think it's, think, think it's an act. I'm no, like, this not. is my man's voice. I've never heard it no other way. I'm five, five. Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm seven years in with this man. Yeah, seven years in time. <laughs> and yo, we're speaking about like R&B dudes who was tough. Like, don't get it messed up. Like, Teddy P was a raw dude, man. Cold nigga. Cold, Cold nigga. Cold, man. Cold nigga. Let's talk about Devontae. You heard this, the yo, horror stories about him, right? Yo, that, I, I had a book of Timberland's um, memoirs. Where shit out of them niggas? In the studio? Yep. They got it. They escaped. You know why they escaped that, right? I heard this in a recent thing chat. Stevie J saved them. Stevie J saved all of them. Yeah, because they said uh, Devontae came in tripping one day, started smacking everybody, and, and try to come up on Stevie with that bullshit. You know, everybody knows Stevie J's a gangster, right? Don't get it fucked up. Don't get it I fucked up. I like Stevie J. That's a cold nigga. Says... No, no, no. That's a cold nigga. He's talented as fuck. Cold nigga. Look up to that nigga. He's a good guy to look up to. Don't ever play yourself. He did the Jay-Z ride or die yeah. joint. Why he was with bro, Bad Boy. Bro, so this is mates. Bro, bro. This nigga did the whole life after death. He put, bro, 112, all of that. Mariah Carey, he created that sound. Like, he made Diddy Rich. <laughs> Let's keep it a bean. And he's still out here. You can't stop a cold. You can't stop somebody that's really cold. Because of all the hit, all the hit men. I think he's the most like he was the one. He played every, he played like, every instrument. Yeah, cause I, I, I rarely see. I see D Dot here on Instagram. You know, like, D Dot gonna always be but always there. It's Stevie though. Stevie is out there still. Stevie gonna find it. He gonna find the bag. And you see, and niggas talk whatever they want about that Jocelyn motherfucker. He know what he's doing with that. He knew what he was doing with that. People were like, oh, she's a dude. I'm like, first of all, Jocelyn, no, she's not. If y'all niggas know anything about pussy. Smarten up, young boys. She was Jocelyn. I like her, too. Ah, fuck the shit out of Jocelyn. Y'all niggas is corny. <laughs> Y'all niggas don't know nothing about women. I seen that bitch in person before. That's a cold bitch. Yo, y'all niggas don't know nothing about women. Y'all tripping. I was like, are y'all dumb? They used to say this shit about Sierra. I said, are y'all dumb? What's wrong with y'all? What? You can look her pussy up right now. That Joe don't world star. She's a bitch stripper. You talk about Jocelyn, yeah. But, dog, man, y'all young niggas don't know nothing. Y'all tripping, and I'm a young nigga. Y'all tripping, though. What, Jocelyn Hernandez? What? Y'all niggas ain't grew up yet. I remember that, shit. I remember that story was going around. I'm like, why I was so confused. I said, why are y'all even saying this? Yeah, why, why are y'all crazy? There's the nothing story? manly about her. Not at all. Nothing. Not at all. Nothing. 
Not at all. Her vibe is just. It's all woman. Y'all must have not never dealt with a Latin woman before. It's crazy, man. But like, I think I like people like that. Like, I like St- people like Stevie J. It's all on his. He, it, live your truth. That's why I like Charlemagne the God. Live your truth. That That's exactly. the cold niggas that don't give a fuck what you got to say about them. Niggas say what they want about them niggas. That's why I fuck with niggas like that. Fuck with niggas like Joe Budden. Because these niggas is living. They going to say what they want to say regardless if you fuck with it or not. Niggas is always climbing. Oh, you turn into a Joe Budden. No, nigga. I'm turning into a nigga that know who he is. And I'm turning to a nigga that going to state his opinions, my opinion. Mm-hmm. I know what's going on. Like, you know what I mean? Joe Budden, cold nigga. Charlamagne, cold niggas. Because they going to they gonna say what they feel to a motherfucking face regardless. The story is never going to change. The opinion's right. never going to change. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's always going to be the same. Like, I don't know. It's honest. I respect honesty. Because there's not a lot of people that know how to be honest. They're not. I mean, we're in a social media neighbor. Like, it's era. easy to front. It's easy to front. You can put yourself and create this persona of who you think people will want you to be rather than who you actually are. Yeah, I'm human. I fronted online before. So I know. <laughs> <laughs> See now, I talk about music and different things we're into. Like, like I, I you said earlier, I too have st- stepped back from hip hop a lot. I mean, I'm always gonna be a hip hop head no matter what, because that's mm-hmm. how I grew up. But like, listen, I listen to drum and bass, jungle, trance, house. Don't get me started. All the time. That's that's what I mainly listen to. If you if, if you know me. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> most of the time, I'm barely listening to rap. If I am, I listen, I'm listening to niggas like Young Dolph. <laughs> That's who I listen to. I listen to Young Dolph. Right. That's who I would be listening I listen to shit like that. Just a little random niggas like, I like, when I'm listening to rap, mm-hmm. like, in the car or whatever, like, I'm listening to shit like Young Dolph, Key Glock. That's his young boy. Mm-hmm. Um... Just old shit, but the new dudes I'm listening to dudes like that. But like the music I'm really listening to is like Blue Six, fucking Art of Artful Dodger, Goldie, mainly obsessive Goldie fan. Um, Tricky all day, all day, all day, all day, all day. Yo, Marty, let's make this album. Let's make this album at America's Misfit. Y'all, at, that's Marty right there. A M E R K A H Misfit. That's her thing on um Instagram and Twitter, I think. But yeah, I want to uh, work with her on a tricky ass album. But um, yeah, I listen to niggas like that. Um, who else? I mean. Anything along those Jazz and Nova all day, that's all I listen to. Right? That's mainly what I listen to, Jazz and Nova. Because it's just so much. It's just all these remixes. They got their own shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just high-quality music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's music that is actually, like, it's not disposable. It's not microwavable. It's like, this shit going to stand the test of time. And I listen to a lot of jazz. So what is it about Goldie that you resonate with? 
That's who I want to be. <laughs> That's the coldest nigga. And he looked like my dad. So <laughs> <laughs> this is a nigga that I looked at him. I was like, damn. Um, For those who don't know, like, Goldie is, like, one of the premier artists from the UK. He's a drum-based jungle. He's just... He's a, a pioneer. A pioneer. Well, ba- he didn't start it, but he finished it. <laughs> he told you what it was. He put out the thriller of drum and bass. Let's say that. The timeless. Let's album. say that. Just like you hear Daft Punk's, uh, what's his name? Is the thriller of electronic music. Yeah, it's like that, man. But Goldie, Goldie solidified that shit. That timeless is a masterpiece. You laugh, you cry to it, go to sleep to it. You drive to it, you get drunk to it, you do anything to that album. The real star song on there is Sea of Tears, though. That's the one. I strive to make a song that sounds anything remotely close to it. I'm sure you heard that in the beginning of that song I sent you. Yeah. The sea sounds, the birds. It's Sea of Tears to me. Oh, I wish we could even give them a sample of that. Yeah, but you know how yeah. rules I, go. Hold on. Oh, yeah, right? They'll fuck around and take our shit off. Exactly. God damn it. Fuck you. But nah, um, nah, Sea of Tears, Timeless. I mean, shit, even, um, he got joints, uh, what's the one album, uh, Saturn, is it, what is it, um, where he does the What You Won't Do For Love joint? The one that came out, like, in the- Saturn, what is that album called? It's a later ass joint. Hold on, look it up real quick. It's a later ass joint, but that shit was cold. But also, there's also a track by uh, Goldie remixed um, by Bjork. Oh yeah, uh, is Isabel? Isabel, yeah. It's like Isabel's um, something else. I guess like heartbreaking moment, yeah. or something oh like my that. God. But Goldie's remix of this song by, by Bjork is amazing because they used to date back in the day. Yeah, but it was fire. That shit is beautiful. It's, it's way better than the original. Song. It is. This the album that the what you want to do for love edit is on Ring of Saturn. Yes. Check that album out. It's pretty good. That's his last. That's the joint that I was like, oh shit. His right. latest album, Journeyman, is that joint is fire. It is. Uh, what's the joint with um, um, it, it had that. Uh, it, it was the joint with the video. Um, I forget the name of the joint myself. Where they had the video, of the dude was in prison, and um, yeah, that new album is fire. New album is, is dope, man. And he did his thing with that. Um, is this album called Journeyman? Yep, Journeyman. Yep, I got it on my iTunes here, so let me get the. What's the, the name of that song? We'll put out the video for it. Yeah, man. It's like a double album too. That's how. Yeah, that shit's nuts. Crazy it is. He snapped. Cause he's just. You know what's crazy? You know what's really hard to find? Timeless on vinyl. Nigga, my my girl tried to find that for me, and she was like, "Got she she bought me Maxim Quay." Because she couldn't find Timeless. Maxim Quay is uh, nigga, Tricky's first packaging, album. Nigga, you got to see the packaging. The yeah. packaging on Maxim Quay is fucking ridiculous. The song he's talking about from Journeyman is I Adore You. And that, that I adore right? you. Yeah. Woo! My girl cried to that video. It was so sad. I was asleep, but she was watching that joint. And she, I woke up. I was like, what the fuck? She was crying to that joint. This video is very touching. Watch it. I Adore You by Goldie. It has that super mid-90s drum and bass sound. It sounded like it could have been on Timeless. Yo. It's fire. I'll tell you, that's um, Timeless album for me, because I was like, my dad, 
was buying all that. So my dad was my window to drumming bass. My, 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 my uh, sister's father was my window to all of that. That's how I found out about all that shit. But you know what's crazy? I knew who Goldie was, but I didn't put the name to a face. I was like, cause my, my sister's father was more of like a house guy mm-hmm. or like a new jazz type of dude. But I knew who Goldie was by face. And then um, it's this dude... This is a wild story, right? It's this dude named um, Chase and Cash. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you about that. Right. I'm about to tell you. Yeah, this had to be shit some years ago. He was like, yo, you look like Goldie. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm like, oh, shit, this dude. I'm like, yeah, we do look good. I was like, at the time, you know what I mean? Like. Like, oh shit, uh, yeah, fucking bald head, fucking, you know what I mean? He's like, you should be Goldie for Halloween. I was like, all right. And he put me on a joint, and then um, that's when I really fell in love with Tama. Shout out to Chase and Cash for that. This is really random. A lot of people don't know that. that Chase and Cash is actually responsible for a lot of things that I'm on right now as far as that drum and bass shit. It's Chase and Cash, which is also responsible. He's also responsible for your favorite rapper, Drake, with a lot of shit, too. Give him his credit. Another guy. That needs credit, give it to him. I'm calling it out. I'm giving niggas they flowers while they can smell them. Shout out Chasing Cash, for real. Another influencer that they try to hide. Crazy beats. They hide him. They hide him. So we mentioned that earlier. Let's like, talk about okay, niggas they hide. Break that down. And why do you feel people are hidden in the industry? Because guess what? They offer so much to niggas, and they put niggas on it so much that the, the person that they offered the shit to turns it back on them, and they scared to put them out because. Like I said earlier, mm-hmm. you know, you got the real thing, you got the mock-up. Shout out Chasing Cash, man. I fucks with you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I'll tell you this, it's like, even with you, I feel like you're hidden because of all mm. the things that you've done. And I'm also very outspoken. So, I'm an idiot, so I talk, I say what I want, but I think in one day it's gonna, that's going to be my payoff. But I think that people who speak their mind, that they should be heralded. They win later in life. Yeah. And it's way more satisfying. I don't want temporary success. You see how many fake cats get on Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. But it's microwave. This is microwave here. Hot pockets. They all hot pockets. Copycatting like like a motherfucker. Mm. That's how they get on. But like you you said, but people who are These niggas are 7-Eleven. I'm Han Dynasty. Honda Dynasty is a bomb ass spot here. So Shout out that chef. He's also one of my inspirations. Shout him out. He got on when he was 27. It's one of my favorite people. Watch his chef's night out. All munchies. All munchies. <laughs> Those are people I look up to. I look up to dudes like that. I don't look up to most, I don't look up to musicians and shit like that. Uh, chefs are my favorite people. Mm-hmm. Those are my guys. I Chefs are the real rock stars. Hang out with, I worked in a restaurant. It was called the Pickled Heron. Oh, shit. I shouldn't have said the name. I can't even go into the story. But, yeah. The pickled, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're the real rock stars. Yeah. Like, and in other restaurant people I've dealt with, like, the lifestyle that they live, your favorite rapper could never. They could never. You ever been to a fucking speakeasy or a late night restaurant industry bar that opens at three? Because you just got off of work, 
Go in there and party with them niggas. I bet you die in there. <laughs> yeah, those are the real rock stars. Look up to Start fucking with chefs. Those are the real rock stars. Those are the ones. And they got the most money. Fuck with them. You know what's crazy? So um, when I moved away to New Orleans for the time I was there. Oh, you bet a lot of good chefs down there. Though. Dude, I was, I was a server. the real ones. The real ones. So like that city is a service town. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. So like by the time I got off of work. I hear stories about that. Listen. Listen. It's different. They had me trying to do poppers down there, yo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, oh, what? What? What, nigga? What? That's what they do. I was, I was after I was. You're like, what is this? Nail polish remover? They're like, yo, do these poppers. They're like, like, yo, you sit there. You're like, oh. It was doing them. I'm at, the, I'm at the bar, like, what the hell? I'm like, yeah, it's just after hours. Fuck a bitch off some poppers. You have a baby. <laughs> Don't do it. It's bad for you. That shit is bad. Shit is like, fuck it. Ruin your head, man. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, don't do poppers. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do them. They're terrible for you. I know. Man, there's some bitches out here that really be doing that shit. Yo, people y'all have y'all have on some serious shit. Man, people wild. Way wild than they should be, man. Facts, facts. Y'all need to calm down. It's 2017. You gotta relax. Drink your water. Drink, drink some water. You got a juice. Shout out Taxstone. You yeah. got a juice. You got to get your juice right. Drink water. You know. Be safe, though. Be safe, though. Shout out tax, man. Free that man. Free that man. All day, every day. No fucking around. So, yeah, so you mentioned that these people should look up to, right? The yeah. Chefs and people who aren't musicians. So what is it about them, their, their qualities and their characteristics that make you say, yo, I can be a better person following this way of living versus these so-called these rappers and these people in the industry who appear to be doing it. You, you know, know what I mean? it is? As a, as a man of color, you're always taught to follow the entertainer or the musician. Just, you know what I mean? So it's like you gotta kind of look outside the box. Like... I wanna be like Mike. I, yeah, like, I don't never... I never wanted to be an athlete. Well, yeah, athlete, I ever wanted to probably be a skateboarder. And I realized that really wasn't for me because I got hurt and shit. I was like, oh, these niggas wildin'. And then, um, yeah, like, I was like, oh, this shit is so much more, you can make so much more money outside of this shit. You don't have to be an entertainer. You don't have to be that. So, like, niggas like Anthony Bourdain or, like, even I want to do stand-up. Word. That's my real dream. If y'all really want to keep it a bean, that's my real dream. You might catch me in your local comedy bar. I always joke with my girl. She thinks I'm joking. I do stand-up. I ain't going to tell you where I be at. You can catch me if you lucky. But yeah, yeah, that's my road dream. But nah, yeah, like I look up to dudes like that, like chefs, comedians, real artists, <laughs> not real artists. That's a that's a jab. But um, yeah, nah, like it's way more. You know, like we're always taught that that's our only outlets, but it's it's not. You know, like my mom's teacher. And that's the one person I always admire. Like, that's who I've always... I look at the people that actually, you know, like, change people's lives. Like, I fuck with musicians. They change people's lives, too. But, like, it's also shit I look at. Like, my mother, that's my hero. But it's like, you don't always have to look up to the entertainer. Like, there's many fucking things you can be or look up to. I'm talking crazy. I'm drunk. Don't listen. But, yeah. Those those are the people that you can look up to. It's... It's other shit you can do out here. Like, 
Get a job sometimes. You got to fund the dream. Like, when I was younger, like, I admired Michael Jackson. I never wanted to be Michael Jackson. Never. Because that appeared like some god It's godly. Shit. Yeah, I was like, yo, that's just. Yeah. But the, the, the guy that I could look up to is the first dude I seen making money in my neighborhood that had a job. That's the one that also is the one that was like godly to me. That's the first, like the, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. first dude I seen with an ill car around the way that would actually work for it. He didn't sell drugs or, you know what I mean? Like my heroes was always my uncle, my uncle Thief. That was always my hero. He was the coldest nigga. That nigga went to school, did his nursing shit, had BMWs most of us. Like that was the coldest dude to me. Went to school for all that shit. Like that's my hero. Like, I don't call none of these other people my heroes. Like, these dudes don't be my heroes. They be people I fuck with and look up to. But heroes, is, those are the real heroes. Like, the dude that taught me work ethic. Like, I've never been scared to work a job. I've always had a job. Anybody that know me know I don't work at motherfucking Popeye's. I don't work at motherfucking Boston Market. Shitty jobs. Just because I want to... Keep some money in my pocket. You know what I mean? I, I'm not scared of no money. I'm not scared of no money. I will work any job. Shout out Marius. He has a song about that. It's called Hustler. You yeah. mean? It's real. You niggas are scared of money. I don't care. You ain't going, you know what I mean? You niggas like talking about making money and hustling, but y'all ain't even really hustling. Y'all ain't making no money. Where's the money at? Go get a fucking job. That's what you got to do. Get a job. Don't be scared of money. Don't Listen. Niggas like talking down on niggas with jobs and they don't even got no money in their pocket. How you hating on a nigga with a job and you ain't got no fucking money in your pocket? With benefits. I got benefits, my nigga. I'm good right now. I'm in a union. I can take care of my dental. I'm good. Medical. If my tooth fall out, I will go get a new one. You feel me? I got severe asthma. I refill my prescription every month. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it ain't cheap. It's like... You know what I mean? Like, I'm good. I can't get fired. If I get fired, I get a new job. Security. I've always been a fan of security. Because I learned, I lived without security for a couple of years. And it was terrible. I have two basically unemployment. Like, yeah. like, so what? Fund the dream, youngins. Fund the dream. There's nothing wrong with funding the dream. Listen, everybody can't be a rock star overnight. Sometimes you gotta, you know, humble yourself. That's e- you know, it ain't easy. It took me a while, but you know, fund the dream, sit back and figure out what you gotta do, and move forward. And that's what it is. Don't be broke though. That's a, that's the worst thing you could be. Is broke with an opinion. Don't ever be broke with an opinion. You niggas is the worst niggas. Broke with an opinion. Why? If you broke, shut up. When I was when I was super, like, I'm still broke. <laughs> but when I was broke and nothing, I'm I'm fake broke. I drive a BMW right now. I just throw that out there, saying, <laughs> "Flex up, <laughs> flex up." That's for y'all niggas, bitches. But real rap, broke with an opinion is shitty. You can't be that. I was broke with an opinion for a long time. It don't get you fucking nowhere. Has something in your pocket if you're gonna talk. Or don't talk at all. Nope. Don't nobody respect a broke nigga. Nope. Don't know, especially with an opinion. You the worst one. You the worst. You the elephant in the room. 
Everybody won't punch you. Why are you talking? Why are you talking? Go out there and do something. Get your money up. Do go something. home. Go home, Roger. Like, nigga, if you don't go listen to some jazz and write up a plan. Get your life together, Get man. your life together, my nigga. I've been there. I had to get my life together. Still getting it together. But I'm but I'm focused. I'm figuring it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm a good nigga. So, you know what I mean? That's just what it is. I think that's why like, I always respected you and gravitated towards you because you were always who you were. I'm always going to be who I am. Always who you were. Sometimes it's, 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 like a, it's like a double-edged sword. It's fucked me over, but it's also helped me maintain relationships. Niggas can trust me because whether it's some bullshit with me, you know what you're going to expect. You know what to expect when it's me. It's me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it ain't never going to be no nobody else. It's Troy. It's always going to be Troy. Listen, all you fucking cowards out there, listen, say what you want about me. But what you ain't going to say about me, I ain't me. And what you ain't going to say is that I've ever been anybody else but me. You niggas are the ones that changed that. You niggas are the weirdos. You niggas are the ones, the fuck boys, all of that. I've always arraigned me. Give my swag back. Listen, you know who I'm talking to you niggas. You niggas know who I'm talking to, too. Give me back my swag. But I, but I, look, I, I strive through it, though. I move forward. I don't give a fuck. I create new swag every day because it's my lifestyle. I'm not trying. I wake up. I make my motherfucking toast. I put my jam on my toast. Eat that shit. Go brush my teeth. And then when I'm done spitting out, my motherfucking crest, I look in the mirror, and I be like, damn, you still the same nigga, the realest nigga I ever seen. I'm like, damn, you feel me? Mm-hmm. I look in the mirror every day, and I'm I'm cool with myself. These niggas be having millions of dollars in their pockets, not comfortable with they self, hating on niggas that thousandaires. How you gonna hate on thousandaires you a millionaire? Feel me? You niggas so. is fucking weird. Shout out all the real niggas. Shout out my nigga Marco. His name Marco ain't shit. It's my young boy right there. That's the next nigga. You know what I mean? Shout out him. Shout out Ashley. Shout out all my niggas. For real. These is the realest niggas out here. I'm the realest nigga out here. You niggas suck. Let me. I got one for you. What's up? So you lived a life. A very hell of a life. A hell of a life. So you have any wild stories that you can tell that's safe? Yeah, fuck that. I ain't safe. I talk shit. All right, go ahead. Tell me a wild story then. What, a wild story? Yeah. Dealing with, like, industry shit. The experience that you had. Hmm. <laughs> we can, like, like, person X, you use variables like A or B mm-hmm. instead of saying names, you know. All right, hold on. Let me take, I got to take another leak. This is Jen. All right, cool. And then we come right back. All right, bet. Five minutes later. We're going to call this guy um, Cuck. Um, his name. <laughs> all right, so. All right. It's me, Anwar. And, uh, yeah, it's me, Anwar, Casey Veggies, and Cuck. We meet up with him. And uh, we meet up. Well, they on tour with Dom Kennedy at the time. And we meet up with this guy. 
he tells us that he's going to take us through the BBC offices so that he can introduce, you know what I mean, that to them. And then he says he's going to take us through the Nike offices. Which later on, they got it on their own anyway. They didn't need this nigga. But he said he was going to do that. This is before we met up with Dom. So he's saying all this. He's talking all this good game and shit, rocking with us the whole day, on niggas' dicks, all this bullshit. We fucking end up meeting up with Dom and um in uh Soho, like kinda like on Lafayette right around the Supreme store. Don't you know once we meet up with this nigga, we all like say what's up, you know what I mean? We see each other later at the show, all that blah blah blah, blase, blase. Don't you know this nigga when it was time for us to part ways, followed that nigga? Followed him. Followed down, walked off with him. What we were supposed to be doing, what we were doing. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. That was the that was my first take. That was my first experience with some fuckboy industry shit. Yeah. That was my first supposed to be taking all y'all to go to, to go, the offices, yeah. but instead he's like he nicks jaw and just went with Dom. Yeah. Wow. On some hype shit. That was that was my first experience. That was, honestly, it was a lesson, though. I'm glad he did that. Cuck, I'm glad you did that. You little bastard. Yeah, I, I know Cuck, too. Cuck got mad because uh, I was talking to a girl that he tried to claim. Yeah. I'm like, nah, son, like, she don't claim you, but. Niggas was fucking your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> My young boy was fucking your bitch. They got me talking greasy. <laughs> the team report. <laughs> the gin report. Yeah, man. But um Yeah, man, that was the first that taught me a lesson though. Mm-hmm. About dealing with this industry shit and how these niggas move. That's that's how it is, man. Like you uh, you should never put your faith in someone that you meet through this shit. You know what I mean? Unless you've known before it. That's just a word of wisdom. Because most of the niggas you meet in this shit is out for one thing, and when they realize that you might not have that to offer, or there's a person with in their eyes that has more to offer at the time, which which usually they don't in the run, and they try to run back. But yeah, they they'll run on that side, and then that's you know what I mean. It's just a it's a lesson though. So yeah, that was that was how I learned how to watch these 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 cats. These uh, snaky cats, because they are. That's the shark biters. Shout out Rayquan. <laughs> but yeah, that was my first lesson. And uh, I, that's my first time I seen a man catch the vapes. <laughs> that's what we call it. I said, damn, you on dick. Cuck. <laughs> Yo, cuck, you wildin'. Yeah, cuck, you was a, cuck was a wild I'm boy. I'm like, bro, bro, he's out here for the hoes. He ain't even worried about you. He was confused as to why you was following him. I'm going to let you know. We got that text. Whose man's is this? <laughs> they tried to throw you on me, but I said, this. I said, he's out here for y'all. He ain't for me. I just buy sneakers from the nigga. It's the stories. Like, it's, it's funny how <laughs> kind of stories people act with male groupies. You groupie with little brother and them says you groupie. Yeah. Those be the worst ones. And women are never really the real groupies. It's always the men. Yep. I've always heard that. It's always the men. The men are the worst ones. Because they OD. Oh, 
seen. I've never been annoyed with a female groupie. Yeah, I mean, I feel like people. A play, woman groupie. Yeah, I feel like people play play their parts, but I've seen certain guys just do. They the worst ones. I'm like, what are you doing? You're wilding. I go sit down somewhere. Yo. Like yo. Yo, so so back there. Like wow, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're doing anything for the clout. <laughs> Can I get a picture? Hey, hey, man, yeah. yo, 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 yo! You want to see a male groupie? Yo, watch the watch watch the uh, entrance to a motherfucking backstage or a VIP section. You'll see niggas lose their motherfucking minds and morals for a backstage or a picture with a nigga to say that we working. That nigga don't know you. Y'all ain't working. Y'all don't have nothing. I love when I love when niggas post pictures like that with the bro. We working, and then the nigga comment like, "I don't know you." I never seen you before. In my I life. love like when you just took a picture with me. I love you know a nigga that do that. Davies, Davies, Davies calls niggas out. Start calling these niggas out, man. These niggas don't know. Anybody wants to try to ride your wave? Yeah, man. These niggas. I'm these like, niggas. Uh, nah, cuz no. Create your own. Figure your own shit out. Damn, he's nice. Yeah, man. I'm gonna tell you something. Also, Pharrell got orange hair right now. He beat me too. I was supposed to dye my hair on my birthday, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember you had the blind. You was on your uh, what's that movie <laughs> where the niggas oh, had? What Fifth Element? Not out of the joint with it, man. Yes. Yo, everybody, <laughs> it was frying me for that, man. Hold on, was that was Meteor Man a joint where the where the dudes in the hood had that they all had the blind hair? Yeah, yeah. Golden Lords, classic. Them niggas was gangster. Yo, everybody was gangster. Even like Luther Vandross, yeah. they're looking like. Look at Vandross. Shout out Luther Vandross. Shout out Luther Vandross, man. Shout out Luther Vandross. I'm mad how they tried to do you when you pass, man. If you ain't want them to know that, they ain't have to know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Foul. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> foul, man. It's Vandross, man. Yeah, leave him alone, man. No, let no. him die. Let him and his, and his troops rest Yeah, in man. Vandross ain't with Vandross. Y'all have to, y'all wouldn't be here. Yeah, man. He was. He was you couldn't tell my aunt Kim that. She said, nope. She said, oh, no. Nah, they I love Luther. Like people love, like love Anita Baker, man. Like you no. love. All, there's certain people you can't. I would not let Anita anybody slander. Man, you can't slander oh Anita. You can't slander Shawday. Although Shawday, listen, man, listen. I'm calling Shawday out right now. I ain't. I, I'm not slandering her. I love you, Queen. Listen, you the goat. You the goat. Where were the black love interest in your music videos? Hot take. Where were they? Point me one out. Point me a video out. Nope. Oh, man. I got me stumped. I'm trying to look, think of all the videos that she's done. I'm, I can think of. I don't. No. It's always like a Spanish boy or a white dude. That's her flavor, though. It's all good. She's from Spain. Let her rock. Well, she's from, like, I thought she was from Spain. No, she's, I, no, she's from, like, her parents are from, like, from, from Africa. She's from UK. Right? Is she UK or Spain? Did I just make that up? She got to be from the UK. She got to talk with a UK accent, right? Yes. I wanted to be from Spain. <laughs> that sounds way sexier. Sade from Spain? More from Mystique, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out Sweetback. Sade was the band, right? Yes. <laughs> that was the band. People, yo, that was the band. That was the band. And people be like, oh, no, it's her. Like, nah, no, Sade band. was the entire band. With Sweetback. You know, Sweetback. Sweetback as a band was wow. crazy, bro. Check out Sweetback. Their first, second albums are incredible. 
That's how you know niggas some real music niggas. All the, we're gonna talk about PDO Skino and Sweetback in the same goddamn conversation. Yeah, the one joint, um, Arabesque <laughs> on the album was crazy. It was it was nuts. Then you had the joint You Go Rise with um Amel LaRue. Incredible. Incredible. You had um the joint with uh Maxwell. Which was let's talk about her opening sweet. Yes, let's do that. Let's do that. I lost my virginity to, to when the cops come knocking on some cheesy shit. Oh, we call that cheesy because that song's legendary. Like it's you got so it. Good. And the album cover is insane. I didn't the, hit, the the shoes and the, oh my god, it was because I never knew what he looked like. No, so the video came out. Yes, I was like, who's this brother? You never knew what he looked like. Go you ahead. know what's crazy? My family, like I remember, like it's like, who the fuck is this? And my mom was like, yeah, I just don't know. I'm like, yeah, Maxwell will fuck all of your women to this day. Y'all don't remember when Maxwell came out with Black Summer's Night? Was that what it was called? The first he came back with yeah. Black Summer's Night. It was, like it was a Black yeah. Summer's Night. The next one was Summer's Night. Next yeah. one's going to be the, Remember the, the Mellow X one? The remix album? Yes. Mellow X is also on. He's a slept on, too. Slept on guy. Yeah, man. He's doing a thing with um uh, Solano. Was that um? Oh God, what's his name is Electric, not Boogaloo. It was Electric Punani. Electric Punani's parties, yeah, out in um, out in L.A. Hello X. Yeah, he get it in. Hello X got a bad. Bad boys, boys He's a bad one. Hello X, you got good taste, brother. But yeah, I enjoyed because Maxwell to me was like it's legendary. Embrya, remember that album? Yeah, and, um. Matrimony, Coco Cure. Coco Cure. Yeah. That's how you say that motherfucker. Coco What is that? Oh, how that joke go? I forgot how it went, man. Them beats. Because he, um, he had the part. Do you realize that us as black people, we were way more progressive back then as far as. I look back at like the way niggas was dressing, like the way we was dressing, the way we. You had Lenny. You had Max. Yeah, D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Man. Voodoo. My mom was went to the Voodoo tour. Word. Yeah. yeah. Dude. She went to Cleveland stuff. Because he went from, his evolution from brown sugar to, to voodoo. voodoo. Did you ever see the Voodoo EPK? Where that motherfucker went and actually like was involved with all that shit? Word. Watch that. I got to look it up now. Watch that. Watch that. Show it to you, lady friends. I will. D'Angelo, you a fucking beast, man. And your bounce back is one of the greatest in history. Because I don't I don't know many people that could bounce back from how you how you bounce back. Fourteen years. Bro, Came back and got a Grammy and for that. People hour. don't know what he was going through in them fourteen years. Some dark stories. Shout out that man, he's a legend. Yeah, legend. legend, man. Love that legend. Dude, man. All right, you know what I want to talk about? This is random. All right, cool. Let's talk about how Drake's favorite rapper is Fonte. Dude, the first Little Brother album was incredible. Yeah, let's talk about it. All right, so Drake know that. Mm-hmm. And I fuck with Drake. Me too. Drake is the man. You know what I mean? This is even, I fucks with Drake. I'm a Meek Mill stan, but I fucks with Drake. Because Drake fuck with <laughs> Meek and Meek fuck with Drake. Right. You know that. That shit. If you know how this shit works, you know that them niggas are the biggest fans of each other. 
Right. Biggest fans. Despite what you see on the scenes. Yeah, they, they're the biggest fans of each other. Have you seen the video of um, Meek in the Club singing Dance the bro, and same with Drake. Yep. Yo, biggest fans of each other. And he's, st- there's like, people find like, Drake be standing up for me. But yeah, regardless of that, but uh, yeah. Um, Fonte is one of Drake's biggest influences. As far as that whole singing, rapping thing goes, if you know, like, comeback season, Fonte was the one that really put him on all this shit. Like, put him on all of it. Like, like that whole wave. Bro, different. You got to really peep that whole, like, that shit was, di- like, Drake is a foreign exchange connected ass influence boy. That's his favorite album. I bet you if you ask Drake, his favorite albums is Eclipse and probably uh, Foreign Exchange Connected. That Foreign Exchange Connected album was... That album changed my life. I, you know what's crazy? I heard it really late in life. Mm-hmm. I heard it uh, in my 10th or 11th grade year. I'm all for you at... He's handling uh, yeah. wifey business right now. Isn't that so appropriate for Drake and Fonte? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, because, like, the thing about Drake's music was, like, it's always, I can play it around women and I can, like, not feel like a sap. No. I can relate to it. Like, no. when I broke up with my girl um, in 2013, I played I, re- from, I remember. I played From Time. Like, because From Time, when that album was, like, the breakup song for me. I even called her to that song playing in the background like a sucker because I was like, hey, man, uh. Yo, how you doing right now? And she hit me back with like, "Yo, what do you want? Are we going? Are we gonna get back together or not? Because I can't take this." I'm like, "Ah, shit. I'm gonna let me play from time one more time, figure this shit out." But you know, it didn't help. You know what I'm saying? But it helped you. It did help me in a a way, man. Helped settle your mind. It did. Yo, good music. But Drake, Drake before Drake was definitely foreign exchange connected. Dude, there was no no way to describe it. Comeback season was was a proper mixture of that. And there's songs that never came out on the radio that I heard, like, from mixtapes that were taken from his sessions. I'm like, this dude is just everything. And people are still closed-minded, like, oh, he's a soft, he's a singing nigga. I'm like, dude, he he makes music. He's an artist. That's why, like, even when the whole ghostwriting thing came out, I'm like... People making a big deal out of it, but I'm like, listen, he's still artist. Can't nobody, can't nobody present it like how he do. Yeah, you can't. I mean, number two, I'm like, I understood what he was saying, like in terms of collaborating, like a lot of your favorite artists. No, that's what they do. That's why I was laughing at these niggas. I said, hold on. So y'all gonna judge him? Your favorite rapper is in the studio, getting most of his shit written down by a nigga. Right. All of it. I've witnessed it. Dude, I'm. Come on now. Come on, gonna say no names. I'm gonna say this: the only nigga I know. Besides the niggas outside of my camp, because don't all them niggas mm-hmm. write their own shit, and that's a fact. But the only nigga I know that really is being his real own creative space, and you probably won't even be allowed in the studio with that nigga because he don't want to write his Uzi. He don't write shit, he just go in there and say it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the person I see with a pure creative process. And people love that dude, man. Bro, you know what? Because it's genuine. That shit is different. It's literally different. It is a different thing. Mm-hmm. Like, when he first came out, people was like, oh, he sound like this, that, sound like that. But then he found his sound. And when he found it, everyone started stealing it. We ain't lying. That's how it always is. Nope. 
people see the real and they want to steal. Always. And it's like, I don't think it's not that hard to work out and try to find your own way. You can use people's styles as a stepping stone, but don't take that style and use it and try to cloak yourself with it. It ain't going to work out for you. It ain't going to work out for you. I remember people who were like, who were around like a side at the time, certain artists. Oh, they all steal his shit. They was trying to steal it. Like, even, even like the local Philly cats was trying, but I'm like, nah, it ain't for you. It ain't for you. Always. Oh, yeah. Mad people still have shit. Yo. Oh, yeah. When Philly niggas try to sound like him, fail. Anytime anybody tries to sound like Philly rappers, period, they, they don't get it. They don't get it. Because there's so many people in the city who were, like, so ill in various, like, different ways, like, to battle rappers or whatever, man. Like, you couldn't. Philly you is the home. That's why I'm like, I, I got mad at Philly rappers for sometimes trying to sound like him and shit. Like, cause I'm like, yo, that's one thing that Philly has is rap. All y'all can rap. And I've never met a rapper from Philly that could rap. Even if you go outside, like even Uzi's like shit that he do right now. Mm-hmm. That nigga can rap, and that's a fact. And it's on wax. I saw, I saw, I saw an old black and white video. Bro, that's called white shit. That's that was the first song I heard from. Yo, I'm like, and I remember spit. that. I remember that. That was the first song I heard from him. And Fry played it for me. My man's Fry played it for me. Word. Yeah, he gave, He said, yo, this little nigga hot. I said, I don't know. And he played that shit for me. Space Ghost Purple produced that beat. Word. Yeah. But yeah, that was the first song I heard from that nigga. I was living in South Philly uh, on 10th and Seagull. 10th and Seagull? 10th and Seagull. Hold up. Tiff- Wait a minute. We'll take another break real quick. All right? <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, I'm about to wrap this episode up. This classic episode. But let me talk my shit. Say no. <laughs> yo, facts, man. Go in, dude. I right, yo, look, we're gonna end this in a second. But I'm gonna talk some shit. Alright, so look. I just wanna speak some words of encouragement to some people. I never talk down on people. Even people I don't fuck with, I never talk down on you. I just tell you about yourself, and that ain't talking down. That's just giving you some truth to live by because everyone needs it. I need it sometimes. Be yourself. Once you start wasting your time trying to live by other people's rules or or modeling your shit for other people, trying to uh, put off this persona to impress other people, that's when you're going to fuck yourself. You're going to play yourself, and you're going to waste a lot of time. Don't do that. Ain't nobody going to help you like you help yourself. I don't care how much, you know what I mean? You chase the glory, that shit going to fall down on you. You're going to play yourself. You waste time. You waste money, and you're going to fucking create a bunch of fake friendships. Surround yourself with people that actually give a fuck about you and get to the bag. That's all you got to do. This other shit, you're wasting time. You're wasting time with these cowards. You're around cowards. These niggas ain't got nothing in common with you. They using your powers, your talents, and all that. And they, they sucking your energy dry. And you're wasting your time. Take a step back. Reevaluate your circle. Look at the niggas around you. Check the fucking car facts. See what these niggas have to offer. What do they have to offer? Are they bringing something to the table? Are they trying to get to the bag? If they are, all right, they can stay around. If not, exit stage left. Because guess what? There, this you're wasting your time. <laughs> Literally, I can't even say nothing else. You're just wasting your time. So look, 
Get your mind right. Here's what I want y'all to do. I want you to go home. Get on your uh, favorite uh, streaming site. You're going to listen to Miles Davis, Bitches Brew. Or what's the one? Um, in a di- was it? Is it? Um, Sketches in Spain? That's Sketches in Spain is fire. Yeah, that's a good one, yeah. What's the one? Um, not... Uh, Kind of blue, but the one um, about midnight where it's his face on the front and it's like black behind it and kind of a blue tint. Then it is kind of blue, right? Not kind of blue. So, what other one? It's something in the night. Uh, hold up, I'm trying to figure out you know what Joan's talking about. I do in in a silent way. That's what it is in a silent way, right? Is it in a silent way? I think it's in a silent way. Still to put out all these albums. Miles Davis in a silent way. I think that's what it is. That's what you niggas need to listen to. I love Miles too. Miles oh, Miles a cold nigga. He's gonna tell you a story. Also a very dark person. Yeah, yeah. And you can hear the pain in the music. And I think that, you know, what happened with like the whole Biggie thing that came that came out recently. With Jermaine Dupree telling that story yeah. about Big and Lil' Kim. It's like, people are like, oh, man, Big this. But Mike, but listen, like. Yeah, I don't know these stories about these jazz niggas. Yeah, like, people was wild. These like way, these darker stories. Darker stories. Drug, like, Charlie Parker? Yes, bro. Bro, bro, bro. Jazz musicians were the original rock stars. Yes. The stories behind these men were. Oh, the, the public couldn't take it nowadays. Not at all. Oh, no. Oh, no. Your favorite. Your, yeah. Listen to the Chuck Berry stories. This ain't jazz, but let's listen to the Chuck Berry stories. Let's talk about the. No, we're not going to talk about that. But look it up. Learn. Learn yourself something. Quit being. Yo. You want to have a problem with something? Find a problem with something that really should have had a problem with. <laughs> yo. <laughs> Those are niggas that you should have a problem with. He's a legend, but you should have a problem with him. <laughs> These guys just. Lived a life I couldn't even understand. Nah, different times, right? Different times. Different times. That's what I chalk it up to. I always chalk up my favorite geniuses' problems to different times. It ain't none, mm. none of my business. They was wrong. So different times. Yeah, they were like flat out. Like even because if you read like Miles's autobiography, yeah, he even says like, "Listen, I was wilding out back Wilding. then." Well, this is I just, was wrong, but it was the times. It was the times. What I was, what I was doing. Wilding out. And wilding out. A lot of that's what they was going through. They was wilding out. It was different times, though. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I like you said, like, I can still accept him as a... Artist. As an artist and as and as a flawed human being yes. because we're all flawed human beings. In that's what way. I say. It'd be the ones that judge people that be the most flawed. I'm like, you motherfuckers got some demons in you. The people that are quick to call out, you know, throw the stone, mm-hmm. you motherfuckers be having the deepest, darkest secrets. And it's gonna come out one day because it's only so long you can throw the stone to get to your glass house get cracked, motherfucker. See it all the time. Oh wait, but it's always it's always happening. Shout out to all these niggas getting caught out by these boys. I see y'all wilding out. Live your truth, brother. Yeah, because like people are like, oh man, so and so's doing that. You can't get rid of them. Like politicians who are against like gays oh, yeah. or whatever. And then they all come out gay. Yes. Yeah. Shout out my nigga McConan for living his truth. Yeah, he tried to fry him, man. And like, he ain't give a fuck. Right. 
Live your truth, brother. If that's what you like, live your truth. Seven Frank Ocean. Facts. Live this truth. Called it out. Yes, he did. Cause like he had the um birthday party recently, and like you seen that nigga? Tights. That nigga had on glitter, glitter Gucci tights. Yep. Your fave can never. <laughs> you can never. I fuck with Frank Ocean, man. Shout out that man. Live your truth. I respect niggas that know themselves. Yeah, man. And he's fucking talented. Extremely. I I, I wasn't a big fan of the last album. Me either. But, but Channel Orange was dope. And the movie of the Endless Joint. Incredible. Was that was. I want the Boys the Don't Cry book. Have you seen the, the art book? I've seen a few it's, here and there on the site. I'm going to buy it off of eBay, but it costs like 200 bucks. Yeah, because it was limited. Yeah, yeah like that's pop up shop. Classic rapping and shit. Dude, when he um covered At Your Best. Bro, I'm telling you, Channel Orange was so reminiscent of. I'd be scared to say the names I want to say, is mm. what it was reminiscent of, like artists. So I won't throw those names out there because I don't want to, you know, disrespect you old niggas that might get offended. But yeah, that nigga has something with that album. Yeah, that joint. You had a landscape and I Yeah, Ladera Heights. Yeah. That album was there, man. What's the whole alligator, crocodile head right here? Yeah, I got, I got, yeah. <laughs> That's how you know this nigga listen to New Orleans. Yo, I was... Nolans. Definitely down there. But yo, look. All right, y'all. It's your boy. Yes, indeed. My main man, Troy. Yo, Mad Lad Troy, M-A-D-L-A-D-T-R-O-Y, at Trife Life on Twitter. Holla at me. Man, I'm going to be back. I might get a part two. I'm going to get a part two. You're definitely getting a part two. Actually, I might come back tomorrow and finish this. Hey, man. How about we do that? Hey, no doubt. So is no, we're going to continue. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> How about that? Boom. How about that? How about that? Catch me tomorrow. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's All right. what I did. There we have it. Another episode down. One and done. Episode 3 featuring the homie Troy of the 1984 Fly Dot Podcast. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Hope you laughed. Hope you thought. You know? Hope you just listened. Like, damn. Can you just listen? And if you did that, I appreciate it. I appreciate anybody and everybody who takes time out of the day to check me out. Check my guest out. It means a lot. So yeah, on that note, peace and love. Bless your life. Catch you on the flip side. You win.